0: we Are we going to delve right into July 8th here? Is that yes, what we're looking we, yeah. at? Oh, yeah. Let me just, I'm going to go on record right now. I'm going to say that the best movie released on this date is not a sequel.
1: You are correct.
0: All right. Okay. We're at least getting there. not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I'm didn't. not <laughs> judging. I, I'm not here to judge. But
1: when I was younger, <laughs> um, no, that's probably how I should start every review at this point. We you all know, were younger. Yes, we all ago. were. Mm-hmm. Right To state the obvious. Yep. Um, I, I was a fan of the of these Corey guys that you may have heard of, uh, and I was always excited for, you know, especially when they were hanging out together and doing movies, uh, you know, sometimes, well, most of the time, that d- the results weren't good, <laughs> especially when it came to stuff like Dream a Little Dream, which we'll get to eventually. They
0: get progressively worse? Yes. I would say so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess it's technically started with Lost Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have License to Drive, which, you know, again, one of those movies I probably watched a few too many times when I was younger. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny, um, <laughs> but re-watching it as an adult, it's not very good at all. Mm. And to watch Heather Graham relegated to being in the back seat... And, you know, I mean, all that is really creepy, a little bit, with Corey Feldman just like, I'm going to take pictures of her boobs and, you know, without her knowing about it while she's passed out drunk. So then we're going to throw her in the trunk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of with you, like, even
2: back when in in the summer, radio or even, I think I saw it on video, I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but I eventually did watch it on video and I kind of enjoyed it, you know, just like I, mean, I knew it wasn't very good, it was kind of a Ferris Bueller wannabe, it had that kind of element of fantasy yeah. to it yeah. you know, all this... He hij- even breaks all these... the
1: fourth wall at one point. Right, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: which is clearly meant for the trailer, but when he does it in the film, it just feels like, wait, what are you doing? You don't do right. this, yeah. your character doesn't <laughs> yeah. do that. we're 45 minutes in, this is the first time you're doing this what yeah. are you doing? Um... <laughs> But it is pretty much... It's typical 80s douchebaggery. Um,
1: <laughs> Very good.
2: Yeah. And But there's still some funny stuff. I actually did go back and watch this a uh, month and a half ago. Good for you. And... Um, but it's like Richard Major and 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 Carol Kane are are still funny as the parents. Yeah, like yeah, I think the they best. still there's, make the yeah, movie sure. bearable. I like to I still laugh at the driving test scene. Yes, that's still oh, funny. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is.
0: so good. Um, sta- Yeah, but
2: good. this could also be a movie that should be called No Consequences because basically at the end he gets everything he wants and he learns nothing. Right. Pretty much. Yay eighties. Yeah. 80s. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's pretty much kind of a nothing film, but.
0: But, yeah, I, but, I think I still. Everything you say is correct. Yeah, <laughs> everything you said is correct. Particularly because I think the first, third, maybe first half of this movie is actually pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. all yeah. the stuff with him trying to get the drivers out, the driving test is great. Mazer is really funny. The scene where he gets abandoned, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really is really yeah. funny. Yeah, um, it it did introduce us to Heather Graham, mm-hmm. basically, which was a good thing. For a 13-year-old boy at the time, as I was. Was, or, it,
1: was Drugstore Cowboy after this?
0: 89, uh, right? Yes. Okay, yes. 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 Yeah, so this is, yeah. So, like, who is this? That was one of those moments, okay? Sure. Uh, yeah, and even as a 13-year-old boy, I knew that everything you said, what they end up, she gets drunk. Now, not that I haven't had the experience of being with someone who gets drunk and you have to deal with them is not a pleasant experience, mm-hmm. but I never threw them in the trunk. I never took pictures of them yeah. when they were passed out. Uh and yeah, and then that he ends up with her at the end, it's yeah, it's not I'm talking about a movie <laughs> yeah. that doesn't play well 30 years later. <laughs> yep. Definitely this one. Yeah. But sure. but I will I I will vouch for the first half of the movie is More than funny, I I think. Mm, Uh, It's when he takes her out on the date that's when it really goes downhill, and then the drunk guy getting the car. Yeah, it's all dumb. Yeah, and I always hated the ending that you know he destroys the entire car, and then Grandpa shows up with the other destroyed car. Right? Really, this is the solution. Yeah. This is how he gets out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Some say he's
1: both. Muchas gracias. But
2: everyone agrees he's America's most electric leading man.
0: Mercy and
2: Homes! He's the all-new Johnny Five. Just look at these items! Increased memory 500 megabytes online! I come with a utility pack, dozens of gadgets for outdoor living, lots of green
1: pea stickers, and even my own Nike swoosh!
0: Now he's back, and haywired for last. In his newest motion picture adventure, Short Circuit Two. Winners all the time. Keep your eye on the red card. Red card. get away with me, Can't You bother me. So keep your eye on the current thing this December.
2: Short Circuit Two. This December on video cassette. We have Short Circuit Two, which
0: the second best movie. People still love
2: this movie, though. It's weird. It's weird. It sums a- up. It's a weird movie because it doesn't have a mean-spirited bone in its body and yet it is so incredibly offensive on a cultural level. Fisher
1: Stevens. Fisher
2: Stevens.
0: Of all the but, things that yes, take from the first but, movie.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, the you 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 go with the culturally inappropriate performance um you know, uh and then you got like black street hustlers, Mexican street gangs, and by the end, it's what this movie is—big oh, yeah. is one big Radio Shack commercial. Oh yeah, uh, so
1: I miss Radio Shack.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know, we all do a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So I got nothing to say about Arthur Two on the Rocks.
0: I never saw it. And didn't care to. Yeah, yeah. If you thought the first movie celebrated alcoholism,
2: yeah, I still like the first movie. I do too.
0: I still kind
1: of <laughs> like Phantasm too. Mm.
0: Mm, mm. I'm indifferent.
1: Yeah, I mean it's okay. I'm not
0: a fan of the series I'm not going to defend
1: it the way I would Other horror sequels, but it's yeah. okay It's alright Introduced us to James LeGrooms, I believe That may not have been his first movie, but he's a character actor that showed up In pretty much every indie movie I saw After that, yeah. yeah. But then the weekend after that Oh wow! Boy do we got a treat What a week <clears throat> No kidding! What a
2: week um, Starting with, well, on this list uh, for my money, still the best action cop movie ever made. Yes. And that's Die Hard. What, what else is there to say about Die Hard? I mean.
0: Well, that hasn't been said pre- at this point. I yeah. mean, we're going to be broken records at this point.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, it's not something I need to. <laughs> I've done it on the podcast before, too. Right. We did a John McTiernan episode very early on. But, yeah, it's a masterpiece. It is an action masterpiece. There's nothing I would change about this movie. I, I don't. I don't agree with Ebert's initial assessment. I don't know if he no. ever changed his opinion on it, but
2: no, it's, it is. He was categorically wrong mm-hmm. on this yeah. film. Uh, and so is
1: Nick to Julio and saying that the sequel is better. Yes. <clears throat> right. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. But anyway, um, but this is just, I mean, a brilliant script tight, um, introducing Bruce Willis as an action hero, but at a time when action heroes were one dimensional cartoonish
0: and muscle bound muscle bound
2: yeah. and basically living with no consequences of their of their actions mm-hmm. here 's a here 's a, a real guy a real uh, a real person that the audience can connect with who is a you know a father and a or an, a, and an ex husband first cop second pretty much like that 's kind of how they sort of how he's i mean he 's introduced as a cop first in the film but we get it's just a reveal of his gun he says yeah I'm a cop don't worry about it um and but then we get to know him as a person and it's and it's done in a way that is really uh just really intelligent and i mean you watch it today i mean if audiences watch it today maybe they don't quite grasp like what kind of how kind of groundbreaking this movie mm-hmm. is because it's kind of been copied many times mm-hmm. um but it is uh and not only that but just Elegantly filmed yeah ynde Jean- bondds cinematography is exquisite some of the best rack focus shots of all time uh, you know be- just beautiful fluid camera moves in this film um, and this p- great-
1: probably the best villain of mo- any action movie maybe Ellen Rickman yeah I of mean, all time
0: yeah I mean not just the cop genre not just the terrorist you know genre die hard on a blank genre you- James Bond, I mean, it's just, he is an Mm all-timer, and mm -hmm. I don't think any top five list is complete without him as the villain, Die Hard on that list. It's just, it is that... It, I mean, it is groundbreaking. It is a movie, one of those rare movies that invented its own subgenre. Yeah, you know, and while I would give, I might give *Lethal Weapon* a, just a tiny bit of credit for kind of introducing the everyman action hero with Danny Glover, a little bit family man kind of thing. Okay, that's just, you know, there it's yeah, a diff- yeah, yeah. different kind of different, kind of different kind of thing. Sure, uh, but no, but I mean, *Die Hard* to me always, every time I watch that movie, the key moment in that movie is when he's on the roof and he's going to jump. And he pauses, and the helicopter's coming up in the background, and he goes, please, God, don't let me die. Yeah. yeah. You never heard that from Schwarzenegger or Stallone. You know, it, even oh, I mean, yeah. Rocky was the closest Stallone came to any vulnerable moment until he became John Rambo, and then it was just all action all the time yeah. after that. Uh, but that that's the most human action hero moment I've ever seen in a movie to this day.
1: And equivalent to that, like... Him bleeding because of the glass mm-hmm. on his feet too. Really, like it made oh. it visceral and made it like, oh God, yeah, that's right. He can't walk. He's barefoot.
0: Glass. Who gives yeah. a shit about glass? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. We know right. all the lines. Yeah, I just made it R PG thirteen. We got our. F- <laughs> I just made the podcast PG thirteen. I'm
1: sure we can make it into an R.
0: Uh, we we will. They all set out to commit the perfect crime to twenty million to a job well done. But it turned
2: into something
0: George moved the loot
2: Less than perfect
0: Disappointed!
2: So they turned to a lawyer named
0: Archie Leach
2: Leach
1: George is going to tell him what the
2: diamonds are With Wanda as the bait
0: I want you to make love with me Pop Nothing, nothing
2: He's really hooked I thought you weren't jealous I'm not, I don't believe in
0: jealousy It's for the weak Come a girl as
2: bright as you Can a brother so. Don't call me stupid
1: <laughs> I'm really, really sorry I apologize unreservedly.
2: Are you totally deranged? You're so, old chap.
0: John Cleese.
2: Will you leave immediately, please?
1: Jamie Lee Curtis.
2: Kiss me there.
1: Kevin Kline. Put the other one up. Michael Payne. May I kiss you, Ken? No, can you A Fish Called Wanda. One of my all-time favorite comedies. Sure. Came out that same weekend. Oh, gosh. A Fish Called Wanda. Another quotable, beautiful movie. Oh, my <laughs> God.
2: This is, This thing is still super funny. I mean, Kevin Klein won the Academy Award for this film.
0: Also unheard of at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a comedy, For right. a comedy.
2: And then for today, like, he would, like, this character, this movie would be in so much trouble. This movie did get in a little bit of trouble. The like, stuttering. The stuttering thing. Like, there were yeah. organizations yeah. who came out against this film. So it, it it's not like it didn't court controversy and, yeah. and, and achieve it. But, um, but today, no They couldn't no get way. Their,
0: their word out on time, though, because, you know, there were stutters. <laughs>
2: Right, so um, but n- not just him, like everybody's funny in this Michael Palin's funny John, John Cleese is funny in it, um you know John Cleese kind of has a basil faulty moment uh in the middle of the film, oh, so good. when uh, his wife comes home early. Uh, that is a total basil faulty scene. I just everything about it uh, I just there's so many funny moments in this, but everything with Kevin Klein is gold. everything yeah. uh when he shows I, up
0: in John Cleese's bathroom.
2: Oh god you know, just yeah Harvey Memfrant
0: Jensen. Harvey Memfrant Jensen. and what she says the she name She says the name back to him is yeah. Yeah. First, so great So, so per- like just it's so casual like <laughs> <it's>, it absolutely <laughs> believes that that's his yeah. name mm-hmm. uh, cuz her <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah I mean uh, screwball comedy is so hard to pull off I mean if yeah. you go back to the golden age and it seemed like it was done effortlessly because just it was new it was brand new and that just was the norm Back then, but right. to do it nowadays, and it's not—it's not just you know screwball comedy, but it's also you know it's a it's a farce, it's a satire of English and American oh, relations yeah, yeah. and everything. And mm-hmm. the, you English are so superior, superior yeah. aren't you? <laughs> Winners like North Vietnam, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> uh, just, all of that stuff. It is the screenplay is so brilliant. It is so brilliant, and Charles Crichton, who you know was doing this for, you know, back in the, you know, the 1950s with the Lavender Hill Mob and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Was doing those yeah. Easling comedies and he was, I think he was 88 years old at the time that he made this movie and got the Best Director nomination mm-hmm. uh, to boot for oh. it. Uh, the screenplay was also nominated so Cleese was nominated. There was some, I've heard that there's some, not really controversy but whether or not how much John Cleese might have stepped in to direct some of the movie because Crichton was a little bit ill at mm-hmm. the time. Okay. Uh, but, it's it's it, it's still thirty years late. I mean, every year this this movie does not get old. It is as funny and as fresh as it as it ever was. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is you know she, she had done Trading Places. She has certainly started coming into her her own as a comedic actress. But here she knocked it out of yeah. the park. Um, I and <laughs> I also want to talk about a a female character that today might be
2: <laughs> right
0: but, it's, but that's a, the, that's the brilliance of it cuz like cuz like, like the m- movie just given the finger to all of it it yeah. is it is absolutely yeah. politically incorrect and it's one of the reasons that I, I love it the, all the stuff with the dogs i mean <laughs> oh I, god I, it's yes. it's one of the only movies i can watch where dogs die and I don't mind. It <laughs> might be the only one, frankly. I always tell them, like, don't kill the dog. And here they kill three of them. Yeah. And they
1: <laughs> attend every funeral. For the
0: yes. Yep, the, yep, the shot yep. of the dog in the mouth of the one dog and he runs away it just <laughs> <laughs> destroys me to this but day. He's got
2: the Rastafarian wig yeah. on him at one
0: point.
1: it's like, stupid disguise. <laughs> <laughs> blackface. I was like, what
0: the heck? That's oh, hotel. God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, brilliant, so absolutely brilliant film. Yeah, it's so sad when the sequel came out. I mean, it's not. not so I don't really hate it. Fierce Creatures. I do not but hate Fierce Creatures. It's, it's it's a little. It's not as. It's rough, but it's not as rough as Fish Called Wanda is in what it's going for. There is some great stuff. I think Fierce Creatures gets a bad rap. I really do. Sorry, right. I think it's. I think it's funny. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's funny. Watch it again. It's it's funny. Got,
1: it's got a lot of Kevin Kline fart jokes, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but mm. they're but they're aimed at Rupert Murdoch. So okay. if you look well, at it like that, sense. then yeah. you know, yeah. screw Rupert <laughs> sure. Murdoch. Fine.
2: Um, do we, uh, either of you guys have anything to say about the Deadpool? The Dirty it's Harry good. film? It's all
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like
1: think, it. I think I I, re- I watched it recently. And it's fun to see okay.
2: Liam Neeson and Jim Carrey in early yeah. roles. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. Jim Carrey as a drugged out rock star.
0: And yeah, yeah. dancing to Axl Rose and right, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I've always kind of hated Sudden Impact. I mean, you were talking about a movie that is not will not hold up, does not hold up today as far as its representation of rape culture and revenge and stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah, that's it's a, right. Sudden Impact is another incredibly ugly film, and Deadpool is a lot more fun. It has that. It has one of the more unique car chases. Oh, yeah. with the the remote yeah. control car. That's yeah. a that's a really great scene. Uh, I mean, the plot is it's ninety minutes. The plot is kind of dumb and whatnot, you know, his partner gets hurt again. I mean, it's just it's it's got all the familiar trappings to it, but it's it's kind of fun.
1: Mm. Can you believe the the following weekend we get one of the great all-time comedies and one of the worst, my favorite buddy comedy. So not, yeah, only, does ju- say, uh-huh. not only
2: does Jet not only does July give me my favorite action cop movie, but now my favorite buddy movie.
1: I think I'm with Midnight, you on that. Midnight is my favorite movie.
2: Midnight Run, yeah. Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Absolutely. I mean, even at that time, what an unlikely pairing for a summer Hollywood film. Uh,
1: it could have very well been the first time <laughs> I saw Robert De Niro in a movie. You put Marvin on his case, you fucking piece of shit. You're fucking uh, You're German, you are you fucking deceptive. You fucking done fuck yet? yet? You slime ball in a sea of What? You blew it, all right? You had the guy four fucking days, Jack. Four days. You could have fucking... You could have walked him backwards and not fucking blown it. But you blew it. When have I ever... Fu- when have I ever let you down, you fucking rat? Are you fucking nuts? Telling Dorfly I offered you $100,000 when I
0: told him I'd give him twenty-five? Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. When did you speak to him? What's the difference? When did you
1: speak
0: to Marvin? He called me fucking, what, 10 minutes ago, yelling and screaming, telling me to go fuck myself.
1: You're telling me... to? Everybody's telling me to go fuck myself. I think so. I mean, First
0: time I ever saw him funny. Yeah, yeah for I mean, sure. I can't... Definitely. I mean, I don't remember... I, I mean, I think I had seen King of Comedy at that point, but I never really nah, I think considered that, that funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think it was one right. of those that my dad rented and, you know, he knew it was our, but he was just like, I ah, come on down and watch it anyway. Uh-huh, and and we just... Oh, we, we, we loved it. And it's... T- talk about, like, the definition of a remote dropper. Like, mm. any time this came on cable, we, we would watch it and quote it and... I mean Dennis Farina, god. I mean everything, every everybody, every supporting player, uh, Joe Pontiliano is f- fucking great. I mean everybody.
0: <laughs> Everyone told me everybody. to go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> um I got a story uh Very attached good. To, attach to this. Um in like I mentioned I was in 7th grade and in May we had uh, we didn't really take a lot of field trips in uh, grade school where I went and uh, so we had this, but we had this big Springfield trip planned. We were going down, we are going to visit the Capitol and Lincoln, nice. all the Lincoln stuff. It was, a, it was a very cool trip. Me and my mom uh, went. And uh, so we, we get on a big bus. You know, all the, the entire class gets on a, a big bus. And at some point during the trip, uh, the, the driver gets on and he's like, kind of like telling little st- stories and keeping everyone entertained and things like that. And uh, he, he starts saying, it was like anyone on the you know on the bus fan of movies, and of course everyone goes. This guy right you know right here. And I'm like yeah me you know. It was like well, there's a movie coming out later this summer with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin called Midnight Run. And at that point it was May. It was like early mid May. So I had seen the trailer from. Do you guys remember a show a TV channel called Movie Time? Sounds familiar. It was, be, it was the precursor to what became E, oh. entertainment television. In 1990, okay. in a stupid way memory works, June 1st, 1990, E started. I know because it was wow. the weekend Total Recall came out. Don't ask me why I. That's in my brain. Yeah? Okay. Uh, so just happens. But yeah, so 1988, so movie time was a thing, and they would run trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would have an entire show, it was a trailer show, and so it would be a half hour of trailers. So it would be very cool. So I'd seen the Midnight Run trailer, so I knew what he was talking I'm like, oh, I've yeah, see, seen that movie. And he goes, well, this is the bus that was used in the scene right. where they're on, and you know, so here come two words for you. Shut the fuck up. That scene. And I'm looking, and uh, I, you know, I going, you know, hindsight, going back, looking at, at later, yeah, this, it was the exact seats, you know, on on the bus. And he goes, now if you if you count from the back of the bus, five seats, and the seat on the end there, that is where Robert De Niro was sitting. Hmm. Guess who was wow. sitting in that seat? Wow! What? This guy. Wow! Uh, of all nice. the people on that bus, I happen to be <laughs> sitting in the seat, and my mom and I are sitting in the seats where Grodin and De Niro have that scene mm-hmm. on that bus. I don't—I awesome. can't remember if he said he was the driver, but he—he he said it was that bus. And then when we saw the movie, we went to Elk Grove to see it the week it came out, or very soon after it came out. And I was like like there's the bus. That's, those are the seats in the bus, and that's where we were. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Wow. I, I want to backtrack for a second because uh, Fish Called Wanda was a magical experience for me seeing that in the theater because I saw it at Man's Chinese Theater. Ooh, that's the one movie I've seen in that theater. Okay, and it was magical. Just, wow. uh, that's a movie you want to watch with a big audience. Sure, that is a communal movie uh, experience. Uh, is watching that with a big audience. Yeah. Um, so that, I just wanted to. I just remembered that that. Uh, I got. I had that experience, um, but yeah, you said one of the worst comedies, and I, I'm assuming you're talking. Well, it which one are sh- you talking about? Because <laughs> there's a couple Shack, on here. I think that's the not worst good.
0: one, <laughs> the worst sequel, maybe the worst comedy sequel. Well, they're both sequels, kind oh, of sequels. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the one we know the, the one you're talking. Yeah, about Yeah, Candy
2: Shack too, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Never saw it. Really, never did. Because I just heard it was
1: awful, laugh free, and, and I just um, didn't want to.
0: It's <laughs> terrible. Chevy Chase got a couple
1: yeah I doing guess. his
0: things and uh, stupid me there's a scene where the guy is going on the water slide and oh. he turns the water off and he just gets off and he goes oh my ass <laughs> always <laughs> makes me laugh cuz I'm a child but no sure. it's it's there's I mean it's Jackie Mason for god's sakes I don't think there's an I don't know if there's anything ever been anything funny about Jackie Mason
2: I've never really found him all that great. No, no. and yeah.
0: he's the star of the movie.
2: Right, and he's supposed to be like in the Rodney Dangerfield <gasps> role, kind right? of, yeah. Kind
0: he's, of. he's a rich guy. And, yeah, yeah. okay. And then, and then also Dan Aykroyd, who basically yeah. <laughs> taking on the Bill Murray role, essentially. He just
1: started in everything this year to annoy <clears throat> me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this
0: is the year you parted ways with Dan Aykroyd. Indeed. It's, unfor- yeah. it's really unfortunate.
2: And then there's Big Top Pee Wee, which uh, I remember a while ago, I did see, I watched it a month ago, Mm -hmm. and and I was saying, when we talked about Beetlejuice, how important Tim Burton's contribution was to Pee-wee's Big Adventure, well here's one of the reasons why that is true Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot who did direct uh, Big Top Pee-wee. Randall Kleiser? I think so, that was probably it Um, and it's basically Pee-wee Herman gets laid (laughs) do you want to see that? (laughs) no! No, but No. but that's the movie they made yeah it's and he joins like, the circus, right? And he yeah. joins mm-hmm. the circus, but he gets laid. Like there, Valerie Galeno,
0: though. There's yeah. a
2: serious love triangle. That's the main flaw of this film. Not just that he gets laid, but that there he's surrounded more so with characters who have a straight face and a straight demeanor, rather mm-hmm. than quirky characters like he had in Pee Wee's yeah. Big Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every character he ran into had something a little bit off about them, but in this one, it's like, Chris Christopherson! He runs the circus. That's <laughs> him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's like, and then yeah, and you get the love interest, and it just doesn't work at all.
0: Yeah, it's the choice between Valerie Galena and Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah, right. Who yeah. makes some egg salad. Right. Right. Oh wow. Um. And she and so. she's the annoying prissy kind of girlfriend who doesn't want yeah. even want to be kissed. Right. is not that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 And then Valerie Galena is the trapeze artists in the skimpy outfit Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go watch big top right now Uh, anyway uh, no
2: Uh, but then you know uh, interesting side note though benicio del toro is in this movie as one of the circus freaks
0: that's right (laughs) yes that's right so wow so there's that oh man i forgot about i almost forgot about that
2: yeah anybody want to talk about this stupid cocktail movie no okay
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Can, oh, I, can I talk about
2: cocktail? sure? Go for
0: it. Uh, yeah, all time worst ten list cocktail. Really? Yeah, for me. Okay. Yeah, cocktail is revolting. It is revolting. Film. It is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I will defend Tom Cruise to the end against the people that just want to crap on him for personal reasons or whatever. Uh, I, I will never. I cannot defend this movie. He plays, of all of the cocky dicks, dicks. and douchebags that he's played yeah, this in this period. This character is the absolute worst, and he's enabled by a character who might be even worse than Brian, Brian Brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, as much as I had a little thing for Elizabeth Shue at the time, uh, like what? I, I, the, the key moment in this movie where I went from I hate this to mm, like this, okay? Because he's a bartender, he wants to be successful and whatnot, and he ends up hooking up with Elizabeth Shue, and they have a romance, okay? He is dared bet by Brian Brown to hook up with another woman at the thing. And he takes it and does it and gets caught. And then Elizabeth Shue breaks up with him and calls him on the carpet for it. And he goes, when a man lays down a bet, you have to take the bet. And I was like, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Are you kidding me? And I was just like, when Brian Brown commits suicide, I clapped. Yeah, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just like, good, good, <laughs> go away, yeah. go away. Uh, One of the best yeah. sins of all is the soundtrack. One of the most popular soundtracks yeah. of the era. I hate it. One of the most popular. <laughs> Anytime I hear Kokomo, Kokomo. I
1: just want to start smashing uh. things.
0: What else is on that soundtrack? Is Pokemon was the big shit.
1: Mostly, I, just like
0: <laughs> awful things. I remember shit. It was. I liked shit. Was great. No, just like um, no. I, 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 like oh shoot.
1: There's some bad stuff.
0: Okay. Kokomo was the the, the hit. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. the huge. But my my memory. I forgot
2: better? what the song was that they do the big cocktail
0: the hit dance. hippie hippie shake. Hibby Hibby shake. Oh, that was it. Yeah, hippie shake. Yeah. That the entire movie is based around that one scene. Pretty much. That's Yeah, it.
1: Eric, you're right. Fuck this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now we're in R rated territory now. I love it. Yeah. Alt- people. When people ask me what's the worst movie you ever see, Cocktail is frequently the answer. Okay. Now, there are others I could substitute. But yeah, yeah, no, that's right a good answer.
1: There. That's a good answer. Thank you. Mine uh, would be The Doom Generation. I don't think that'll ever change.
0: That's bad, too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and then we got a good Romero film Monkey Shines.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Monkey Shines. I, I do, Shines too. is good. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's underrated.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good uh, monkey horror. Direct a monkey.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. true. If you've seen that movie, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how did he? You know, it's like it's one thing to have dog wranglers and things like that on yeah. set, but it's a monkey doing some really like on a, a performance. Like that yeah. monkey is scary. Yeah, yeah. It is. Oh.
1: It is very much. So. Yeah, monkey helper gone mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really effective. Yeah, yeah, really mm-hmm. good.
2: Holds up today. I watched it yeah. a couple weeks ago,
1: and I would say the same goes true for the Blob. I like I the really, Blob. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I really like the Blob. Blob is yeah. good.
2: Um, now we're in August, and yeah, I, I watched it uh, last year, I think, and yeah, still enjoyed it very yeah. much. Frank mm-hmm. Darabont wrote the script. That's
0: right, I always um, read that one. Chuck that Russell, up. yeah, big improvement over Dream Warriors. Sorry, uh,
2: they're they're
1: both good,
0: and uh, yeah, Kevin Dillon's in this, and mm-hmm. Shawnee Smith, Johnny Smith, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and it kind of reminds you. I mean, you know, with Stranger Things being a big thing right now, mm-hmm. I mean, The Blob I look at is kind of one of those films that. Influenced, you know, Stranger Things, small town, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: something weird going on. Nobody knows what it is. Interference,
0: yeah. People who don't believe them in, at first, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: I think this is one of those films that the creators of Stranger Things is referencing. Yeah,
0: very, very effective remake. I yeah. always thought I was a
2: little afraid of
1: drains and you know sinks for a little while after this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting movie just, theaters, Getting sucked I mean, down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And then probably one of the biggest bombs of this year is uh, Vibes with <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper. Is Psychics? I don't yeah, think I've about Psychics?
0: Never seen Vibes? I don't it's, think so. I've seen it's not, Vibes. It's
2: not good. Uh,
0: I just remember Jeff Goldblum calling her banana head at one point. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's about as funny as it gets.
0: And the Cindy Lauper song is not bad. The theme song is not terrible.
2: I don't remember. It was a
0: hole in my heart. Oh okay. Vibes. It's not yeah. bad. It's not I a don't bad song. all right. Yeah. Um, but you love
1: Young Guns, right?
0: I have a affinity for Young Guns. I like. <laughs> yeah. I've always. I, I always have a. I have a thing for westerns or any kind of action movie. We have a group of people together, a group of heroes and whatnot, and eventually they all get picked off. one <laughs> By one. Yeah. I, a, I like those types of movies. I like you know camaraderie movies that th- they're not all going to make it by the end of the movie. It's sure, just, it's mm-hmm. one of the, it's just a weird trope that I've always responded to. And yeah, it's I've. I God, I've seen this probably more times than both of you combined, actually. Yes, and <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's on cable. Hey, I'm a pugilist. <laughs> Uh
1: I like that with Tombstone, but not young well,
0: guns. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and Tombstone probably George better, P. Cos- Cosmato's. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh, there are better reasons to like Tombstone, but for no, sure. it's. I mean, it's it's quintessential Rat Pack. Gonna do an adult type movie, but still be Rat Packy. Kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and uh, like I don't think Emilio Estevez is bad as Billy the Kid. I think he is fine as Billy the Kid, and it's just it's. I thought it was fun to have all those guys together in the same movie, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine.
1: It's better than Men at Work.
0: Charlie Sheen has a hilarious death scene in the movie. We always used to make we always used to recreate Charlie Sheen's Um, death scene in grade school after we saw it we are just like hey Bing," <laughs> and then fall down <laughs> there you go that doesn't really translate on a podcast but right. uh, his death scene is very funny in the movie uh,
2: I revisited uh, Tucker the man in his dream I liked it this it's is, uh, a good movie Francis Coppola's I movie I remember
1: thinking it was good when I first saw it yeah, yeah
2: I mean it's, it's big it's glitzy it's positive it's optimistic it's mm-hmm. everything that the Jeff Bridges character is himself Uh, And you can tell, like, Coppola has a real passion for it, and he's having a lot of fun making it. Mm -hmm. It's a little on the empty side, but uh, it's fun to watch Bridges. This is kind of one of those characters that Bridges was born to play.
0: Mm -hmm. 87% of the people in this country said the first thing they want is a new car. Now, which do you think the public would rather
2: buy? The same old models Detroit has been giving us before the war, or
0: car of tomorrow, today.
1: Oh. Whoa! Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Looks like
2: he's going 90 miles per hour. And you know who's going to build
1: these cars. We are. In five years, we're going to put the big three out of business. Who are we going to sell them to, Buck Rogers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Under the hood, we've got luggage. The engine is in the rear where it ought to be. Look at this, individual torque converters. Matthew oh, DJ? Crazy! You'd have to have
2: a wheel track seventy inches wide. ready. All right, come on, let's go. Kind of a comeback film for Martin Landau, or if he's coming back from anything, but it kind of put him back yeah, on the movie right.
0: scene. He got nominated. He got nominated, thought he was yeah. going to win. A lot of people thought he was going to win that year, but Klein, yeah. Ended up Taking the Oscar, but that's okay
2: because he would go on to win something that was even he was yes. even that's better. Awesome. Yes, so yeah. it would, absolutely. Wood. So, uh, but yeah, this is an enjoyable film about a guy who made a car that didn't really take off, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But it was. I
0: remember an interesting factoid, uh, and I might I may screw this up a little bit. Some someone have to fact check me later. But uh, when one of the reasons that Coppola wanted to make this movie is because the Tucker car, the one that you know, the, the, obviously the, the car that's featured in the film. They only ended up making something like eighty cars or something like that. And at the time, uh, both Coppola and Lucas, who produced George Lucas, had it. uh, Both of them had owned two of them each.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this was a passion yeah. project for the right. both of them. Uh certainly the best movie that Lucas would have his name on post Jedi. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty yeah, uh, it is. <laughs>
0: it's a good good looking car. I like that car. Oh, it is. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and a, a young Christian Slater in this movie also.
0: Yeah, and they would all reteam for the Contender later's a few mm-hmm. years later. Oh uh, yeah. All mm-hmm. of them.
2: Um and then uh Clean and Sober. Good. Uh, this Very is Michael Keaton doing a dramatic turn. His first dramatic turn, I think. Um, certainly for this era. Touch and go. Eighty-seven. No, no, that was before. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess that would be more. But this is like this really serious. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this is. True. uh there's not a. He's not. He's not going for laughs in this one. He, was mm-hmm. he
1: nominated for
0: this? No. Wow.
2: Maybe a Golden Globe, but he not an Oscar. Be. Right. He's
1: so good in this. He is.
2: Uh, and also, like one of the great, like. Like is that M I M mean, I hate I feel M- bad M- asking Walsh. is he yeah. still with us?
0: I think I he think is. He is.
2: Yeah. Uh, when he goes, uh, people should remember him in this film. Great. It's a yeah, great performance. Great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I think it, it's probably being forgotten that he was in this. But it's really one of his strongest performances, and it's a really smoky movie.
0: Yeah, it like, is. Every <laughs> single yeah. scene yeah. is yeah. looked
2: at through the haze of cigarette smoke. And you know the last line in the movie? Thank you for not smoking. When he gives a speech at the That's end, right. his last line, "Thank That's you for right. not smoking," wow. That's, I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I re- I revisited this film recently, and you know you we talk about all the addiction movies that came out this year in one way or the other. Uh, this this is probably the be- This is easily the best one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, for sure. Keaton is amazing in it. He has the, he has that exact right level of manic energy, and then knows exactly when to pull it back later on. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the more convincing portrayals of uh, not just addiction, but recovery yeah. that I've seen. Because that was the thing that struck me, because I don't think I'd seen it since 88, honestly. And I was struck by how sensitive it is to the, the level of recovery. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like a creation, like we have to get the character from here to here. There's there, The way, again, you mentioned M.M. at Walsh, who p- becomes a sponsor in the film, and the way that he talks to Keaton, and the way he has especially one key moment where he talks him down from something that could relapse him mm-hmm. real easily. Great stuff uh, in it. Very believable. Uh, again, Morgan Freeman, obviously really good. Kathy Baker, yep. very good in the movie, them reuniting after Street Smart the year before. Uh, it, it, it really struck me. It was, it's, it's a really good film. It is,
1: yeah. I, I completely agree with both of you guys on that one. I, I, I don't recall seeing this very early on, so I probably saw it like maybe a decade later or something like mm-hmm. that, and then just, you know. I mean, obviously, I've always been a Michael Keaton fan, and seeing yeah. him in this role was just a revelation for me. I was like, wow, you know. So I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I think that you know, if he if he were to try something like this again, you know, post Birdman, I think. It would be great for his career.
0: Well, I think people now kind of see Michael Keaton. I mean, because of Birdman, because of Spotlight, and you know, even something even lesser like The Founder. Uh, you know, see that he has you know, because there was a period where he would go from like you know, real high comedic yeah. type pre- performances to the other extreme, where you, like a you get in that thriller mode for a moment, oh, Pacific yeah. Heights and Desperate Measures, a few years later, and things like that, where he's playing like, the, the the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he's much better in these. All these types of roles, and he played a journalist three times as well, and he's all good in all of those movies too uh, but I think this is one film that people sh- who are appreciating what he's doing now yeah. should go back and look because I think it is a perfect bridge between the comedies that he was doing with like Ron Howard and, and stuff like that to what, he, the bridge, what he's doing today
1: And yeah. now we move on to the controversy-free Martin Scorsese film, The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, no, when there I was, was no, no nobody was talking about this movie at all. Mm-mm.
0: The feeling begins, very tender, very loving. Then the pain starts. Claws slip underneath the skin and tear their way up. Just before they reach my eyes, they call me by name, Jesus. Ah!
2: When I was in uh, L.A. with my mom, we went on a little trip to L.A., and it when I saw Fish Called Wanda at sure. Chinese Theater. We also went to Universal Studios, and there were lines of picketers outside Universal uh, uh, Studios' theme park, um, which I, I didn't really quite know what it was about, mm-hmm. but I had a clear memory of that image. Um, and it was, it was because of this film, and uh, it was a, a, just a lightning rod. Um anywhere this movie played, you're going to get protests uh mainly from people who hadn 't seen it. They just objected the distinction yeah absolutely right. uh but the, they objected to what they heard was the content of Jesus coming off the cross and living this life as if he had he hadn't been the son of god and uh and you know having sex and everything um and that just did not sit well with with anybody. Uh, or w- with anybody in these you know, groups that just, you know, they heard that. Mm-hmm. Well, they heard about it from the book. Um, it was based on a, a book by right. Nikos Consonantica. I don't have his name good. in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just, good enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but It's, I think it's my favorite Jesus movie. My favorite movie about,
0: <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Christ I like Big film? Lebowski, but, Big- <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh,
2: don't fuck with the Jesus. Um, <laughs> No, it's it's my favorite movie on the subject. It's my favorite movie about faith. It's my favorite movie about, you know, what it, you know, the the passion and the sacrifice and all yeah. that. I mean, this is this is a movie that really puts a human face on it in a way that I hadn't hadn't experienced yet. And That's it helps to true. have, you know, uh the screenplay by uh Paul Schrader and he they basically did away with the fancy not fancy, but like, you know, this there's more street talk in this movie. You know, they're like... Well, that, Harvey Kytel
0: is Judas. Harvey is Judas.
2: So, but, but I mean... Jesus, like, every, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> but I mean, it work I think it works. I do. Um, I mean, I, I think it just kind of humanizes it more than yeah. a movie like, you know, The Greatest Story Ever Told right. did. Or, you know, all the old biblical epics mm-hmm. did. Um, it brings it down to a more human, uh, relatable level. Which I really appreciated, and uh, it, I mean, it's a risk, and I, I appreciate that risk. And it's got, you know, this is Scorsese post after hours, so he's in this new stylistic mode of filmmaking with yeah, the, camera some fast the camera and the editing too. is is superb. And Peter Gabriel's score is a knockout.
1: In my top five scores of all mm. time. Oh yeah, it's great. Mm.
2: And uh, so this is really high on my my top ten list for this year. Same here. Yeah. I completely concur.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I coming at from this from the perspective of someone who went to Catholic school at the time, and uh, you guys both know my mom and goes to church regularly, and not that she forbade me to see this movie, because she would never do that, but uh, she heard all the stuff, and I don't know if the sure. church was saying sure. that kind of stuff, too. I don't remember us at school getting any kind of, don't let your kids see this movie, but we were all very aware of the the controversy and and all you really heard you know if you had just read articles or seen little snippets on the news was basically jesus having sex yeah that was yeah you know that was the bugaboo yeah. it's you know it's one thing to say like oh they're changing the history of jesus and this is not what's written in the scriptures and the bible and all this kind of stuff you know which is okay whatever fine but it was the jesus had is having sex it's Pornography, right? You know, God forbid you hum- humanize it, right? You know. And so I didn't get to see this movie I, I, I just for one reason: Blockbuster wouldn't carry it.
1: Oh yeah, oh that's right.
0: Blockbuster refused to carry this movie, and wow. it was it was one of the first times I had ever heard the word censorship. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that there was a legitimate thing, huh. not legitimate, but a uh, actual thing that was going on where they were refusing to hold something because of some belief or something and it was really struck me at, at, at the time. So I didn't get to see this movie for probably about 10 years. Yeah, uh, it took and, me a
1: while to see it too, yeah.
0: And when I did, I the first thing that struck me beyond the artistry of it was really they got upset over that. Right. Like if yeah. if any of these idiots had taken the time to see the movie, they would see a movie that was absolutely honoring the entire Absol- you know, it, you know the yeah, entire yeah you know, encapsulation of what faith is. Yeah. Okay. And it's not presenting stuff as fact as you know, as the, neither is the Bible all the time, you know, <laughs> except for the you know the the crazies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who think that, you know, Samson ripped a lion in half and stuff. Uh now in your local theater. But anyway, uh and it just it it, it 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 did it touched me in that same sort of way and yet it was there, it was faithful enough to all the stuff that I had read and all the teachings that I had read up to that point that there was a familiarity to it and like wow they're actually taking stories from the bible and you know putting them on the screen which i would never seen quite done like this before so i recognize all that stuff and then by the time you get to the end of it it it's just like i was so moved by it that uh, i just i'm just like i i I wanted to call these people and just like you know you should see this movie You should see this movie because this is actually honoring the stuff that you're fighting for.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Okay?
0: And the fact that you won't do it means you're not a real Christian as far as I'm concerned. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the release went, went even beyond that. Just the, with, when Blockbuster didn't carry it, it took a year for this film to come out on video. And when it did, it, right. it was, they released it very quietly. They didn't send video, posters or anything mm-hmm. to any of the video stores. They just said, "Hey, we got it. You want it? You can have it." Yeah. And uh, and same day, Peter Gabriel's soundtrack came out. And it wasn't called the Last of Temptation of Christ soundtrack. It was Passion. called Passion. Yeah. Because that was the original title of the film. Um, we go from the highest of the high. To the lowest of the low. <laughs> the same weekend brought us Last Temptation of Christ and Clean and Sober and uh, Tucker and Young Guns Mac and Me. Uh, this was the last... I watched this last night for the first time. <laughs> wow!
0: Yeah. I mean, if How you a, doing there?
2: If there's a movie from this year that you should see uh, if you're looking for like what's the what's the best bad movie of this year? What's the bad movie I should see from 1988? pretty sure it's mac and me I mean, there, I mean you might be able to make a case for other things i'm sure you could but yeah. i mean there's some mystery science theater episodes uh from this year uh uh like what was uh uh uh, uh oh i'm blanking what's the title
0: the one uh, that i saw or which one
2: The, the
0: oh, space out. mutiny
2: space mutiny thank oh, you yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah um yeah. yeah so like that's a mystery yeah. science theater but this right. is uh a big time et ripoff Like scene for scene ET ripoff Mm -hmm. um, with the most charmless, uh, (laughs) ugliest, expressionless character uh, or alien character uh, almost ever depicted on film. I think the alien and pod people had more expression than this. I
1: can't remember actually touching fingers. touching fingers like an E.T. Yeah, well, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. we're
2: looking at the DVD cover here, and and the alien on this cover has more expression on his face than the actual alien in the film, who's basically just has a little hole for a mouth, and that's Mm -hmm. basically it.
0: The alien looks like Trey Gowdy, if you know who Trey Gowdy (laughs) is. Okay.
2: (laughs) And then, like, there's other aliens uh, from the the home planet, too, who are also on Earth, and one of them is just kind of staggering around drunk the whole Mm time. Um... You're, yeah. You're saying
0: the alien doesn't quite live up to the alien from Meatballs Part 2? <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, they Meathead. should have taken, taken some they Remember have taken Meatballs some
0: Part 2? They have the camp and there's the, an alien oh, comes out. Yeah, right. Uh, call, call him Meathead. Because Me-Ted. Meathead. The, <laughs> you're welcome. That's
2: That's and so as awful. much, even more than Ra- Short Circuit 2 was a commercial for Radio Shack. This is one big commercial for Skittles. McDonald's big time McDonald's there's a there's a dance oh there's a dance scene that takes place at McDonald's there's wow. like this flash mob dance okay. scene that takes place at McDonald's for some inexplicable reason uh, <laughs> wow is this an awful film um and I love that Paul Rudd always plays a clip from this movie whenever he goes on whenever he went on Conan O'Brien's show uh, to plug one of his own films he, instead of bringing a clip from 40 year old virgin or role models he would play the same clip from Mac and me all the time really funny look it up on YouTube mm-hmm. um, yeah that was a piece of shit But
1: so I have an interesting memory with um, our next film mainly because my, I have a vivid memory of when Nick DiGiulio reviewed Die Hard 2 two years later mm. on WGN. Okay. And he went, uh, you know, it, it makes complete sense why Die Hard 2 is a masterpiece and better than the first Die Hard, because it was directed by Rennie Harlan. And Rennie Harlan made A Nightmare in Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, which actually is the best of the series.
0: Wait, I remember, the, the I remember entire? Saying, oh, he said this. Yeah. Okay. I remember him
1: saying that. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 is the best? I mean, better than the first one? What is he talking about? So I don't know if I... That was, that was the moment I was like, I don't know if I can always trust Nick after all. Mm. Um, but no, seriously, I think... Um, I went down to Texas for the first time to visit uh, my mom's side of the family in Corpus Christi. And we went to the video store. And this is how I got introduced to some cousins They were kind of in, close in age to me. Uh, we just walked around the video store and my cousin pointed at the box for Dreammaster. And I went, "Oh my gosh, are, we are related." So we were really excited, and we watched uh, the Dreammaster at uh, age 10, age 11 around there. Way too young. Way mm. way 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 too young. Uh li- liberal family, I guess, but mm-hmm. uh it's not very good. <laughs> but it's it's got it's got its it, you know, imaginative dream sequences, I would say. I, I, I'm again. I'm defending.
0: I'm closer to Nick DeGioia, on this one. You think this is the best? No, or I, one of the. No, best. I say closer. Not, okay, not crazy. Okay. I say okay. closer. Uh, no, I think it's. I, uh, there are three nightmare films that I like. Two of them were directed by Wes Craven, and this is the third. Okay, because uh, I think this one has an, an energy to it. Uh, like Dream Warriors, I thought ha- has a great idea for a movie and absolutely no energy whatsoever. This one I thought had all the energy I wish was in dream warriors that that it has again it has a lot of characters and they're picked off one by one obviously uh but i thought that reddy harlan had brought the right speed to a movie that a series that had shifted away from what the original was about and how scary and freaky that one was and this one's shifted more into the sort of manic action comedic type stuff which is always weird when freddy krueger is cracking jokes i grant you that uh, but I would say this is the third best of the series.
1: It's probably the third best of the series. Mm. Yeah. Totally. No, but you like Dream
0: Warriors more.
1: I, I go one, Dream Warriors. Yeah. Dream Master, New Nightmare.
0: You like Dream Master more than New Nightmare? Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm.
1: I don't think it holds up as strongly right. as, you know. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, you got to take the next one. Well, I, I, have the, I the, don't the, have a whole the, lot. The biggest, I mean. But. No,
2: no, it's fine. Uh, married to the Mob, Jonathan yeah. Demme's uh, follow up to Something Wild.
1: Everybody loves Angela DeMarco.
0: No, no, no. What are you going to do about it?
1: Frank loves Angela, but he's married to his job. And how
0: am I supposed to get ahead in the family?
1: In some way, always have lie, cheat, steal. <laughs> Mike loves Angela. But he's
0: married to the law.
1: I say we tap her phone, her house, stake her out, tail. Oh, Angela!
0: <laughs> Tony loves
1: Angela, but he's married to his wife.
2: If I ever catch you two
0: together, let's try this uniform on, and then we'll see how things look.
1: Everybody loves Angela, but she's married
2: to the mob. I wanna divorce A movie I was really looking forward to this summer because I was already a big Jonathan Demi fan and or Talking Heads fan and David Byrne did the score for this film. So like this was stuff. like way high on my list of anticipated movies of the summer. And, you know, I probably loved it more back then because of those things. Um it's very colorful, it's very you know, it's got funny stuff in it. Um, and it's kind of it's wackier than something wild. Uh so it didn't quite live up to my, you know, anticipation. Um but I liked it a lot and I listened to the soundtrack a lot in high school. It was one of my one of my soundtracks Mm -hmm. of being in high school is the Married to the Mob soundtrack. So much good stuff on it. Did
1: it have the song from Silence of the Lambs?
2: Yes it does. Goodbye Horses is on the Married to the Mob soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Uh so when I saw Silence of the Lambs, like, wow, Demi really loves this song, (laughs) why why does he keep using it? Uh and that yeah, so um And today when I watch it, it's fluff. It's not as bad. It's not nowhere near his best work. It's not in in the top 10 at all. Um, But there's still stuff in it that is fun for me. And, you know, there's more of a nostalgia enjoyment of it than like a legitimate like this is a legitimately must see Jonathan Demme film. It's not essential, but uh, it's him having fun.
1: I have a, I have a lot of fun with it. Most I mean, like, yeah. it's funny because I, wa- I I watched this for the first time a few years ago, you know, at home, and thought, you know what, this is good. I, I liked it. I, yeah. I enjoyed the ensemble. You know, it's kind of wacky and has a screwball comedy element to it. Um, I don't like Matthew Modine, uh, mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. and um, mm. but then I see this on the big screen with Paul Thomas Anderson introducing it. Uh, in thirty five millimeter print and with a crowd a very enthusiastic crowd right and of course it elevated my opinion of it as a comedy like mm-hmm. you know I laughed more i uh you know I really enjoyed some i mean like th- there's a, a moment where we get to see what Dean Stockwell is thinking as like yeah 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 you know Matthew Modine's walking through the door in right, different right, outfits right. and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was really inventive and clever, I like that uh but yeah, no, I, I I really like Married to the Mob. I, mm. I gotta say it's again. I don't know if it's top tier, Demi, but it's still very good. Yeah.
0: No, I like it, and but I mean, it is Demi. I mean, that's the thing is yeah. that you yeah, watch yeah. the movie and you know who directed this yeah. movie. for sure. Yeah, and yeah, it is. It's it's good. It's yeah. it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's okay. So. I don't know why Dean Stockwell was nominated for best. I don't title. either. No, no, that's that.
0: that no, because Siskel special. and Ebert really yeah. praised the hell out of him, and I. I mean, it seemed like they thought that they had some influence over the Academy at the time, and if yeah. you watched like they're we're gonna because they had those shows, are just like, we like to tell the Academy what to right. vote for, and I think Stockwell might have been on that okay. list So,
2: um,
0: Have you seen The Year
1: My Voice Broke?
2: No Wow. Is it good?
1: It's very good. Okay. I, it's I, Australian I was meant to see it. I would call it like an Australian All the Real Girls. Okay and, you know, it's first love coming of age Break up, but also the person that you know you have uh, an attraction to only sees you as a friend. Mm. There's a little unrequitedness to it, and then of course she, uh, you know, goes for the. The more athletic guy, okay, uh, and was played by Ben Mendelsohn, which was really—is it really? Yeah, like, wow. Really oh wow, young. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, really. Oh, I mean, Noah Taylor is the lead. Yeah, right. Just, I remember he's that? Super young too, but okay. like seeing Ben Mendelsohn
0: is like a little teenager. And you know who weird. produced the movie, right? George Miller. That's right. Yeah,
1: okay. that's why I was surprised you hadn't seen it come, but no, you like really guess, should. It's I, on, I, it's on I, the I, Amazon, Prime, okay? I think. Okay, so yeah. I've always definitely worth seeing. It's great yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing that title bandied about mm-hmm. when it came around. From
1: the director of Flirting. Okay. Right. Yeah.
2: I only have one more movie in August to talk about. Is there anything else you guys uh, I mean, I watched
1: August? Betrayed, but I, I, I was like, really enthusiastic for it for, for about an hour. And then it sort of went downhill, especially in the last act. But um, it's worth seeing if you're a Deborah Winger fan. But
0: okay. she's really good in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could I, bring up Stealing Home. Sure. Which I have a, a you, weird you like fondness a lot, for I, this movie. I, I can understand why. Yeah, and I'm just. I'm, the, uh, and it might be because I, I started watching it again, and it's not great. I have, I have more of a fondness, mem- just memory of watching this movie and the first reaction to it than I do maybe watching yeah. it in the future because when my mom worked at the Veterans Administration, at some point they opened up. I don't know if it, was a, it wasn't a whole video store, but they had videos to rent there. And she made a habit of renting a video and just bringing it home. And I would literally watch an entire movie between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. before I'd go to school. Hmm. Don't ask me why. I just have to get up and I would do it. And one day she brought home stealing home. And by the end of that movie, I don't know, it just hit me in a certain way, that, like it wasn't just a babysitter fixation or something like that, but it was just the idea of the, the 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 younger boy and the older friend and whatnot, there was just something about the way that story was told and I think Jodie Foster is really very underrated in this film. I think Jodie Foster is really good in this movie. Uh, and the, the score is... Elevated to a, yeah. a, a, you know, it's David Foster. It's elevated to a level, and I and I still like it because I just I don't know. So I just have this memory of like seeing this movie and like going to school a wreck by the end of it. Like I really just like the the, the 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 way that this movie played out. It's it's no classic. I I grant you that, and I'm not going to say much more about it. That's movies from me. Okay, so
2: yeah, that's fine. Fair enough. Uh, Thin Blue Line was the one I was going to talk about. Errol Woo! Morris's
0: mm-hmm.
2: Errol Morris's really fascinating documentary. It's kind of the first of its kind, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, just yeah. that the ex- narrative devices he would use would be, you know, become his staple. Uh, you know, using the Philip Glass music, the reenactments, uh, you know, just having that kind of rhythm that was very unusual for the time. It's it's,
1: cinematic documentary. Yeah, very the, much. yeah. yeah.
2: Um and today's plays just as well yeah uh, it's it makes
1: you want to have a Burger king milkshake yeah
2: you see that it <laughs> does it does actually yeah. spinning in slow motion yeah 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 uh so people should i mean there's a lot of documentaries like this now you know about the yeah. wrongly convicted person uh, uh who's in the wrong place wrong time kind of thing, and we where we go to explore the backstory of everybody involved uh but this this feels I this is a pretty
0: influential film
1: for sure um
0: it still holds up, probably still great.
1: My favorite Aaron Morris movie, uh, probably, uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's precisely why it holds up so. Well. I mean, it's it's a, it's a brilliantly made film, but it's the again. You, we talk about Die Hard or movies that kind of invent its own genre. This sort of invented, in a way, the true crime documentary, and that we see now almost like every week on Netflix for, for you know for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, but I do have to say, I was watching the movie again, and I don't know if either of you have seen the documentary now.
2: Oh take yeah! Oh yeah! His. Bill Hader is awesome. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh my God,
0: yeah. is it fun. I, and, it, but, and it makes this one hard to watch. I've seen fire and I've seen rain.
1: I've seen, I've seen, seen, sunny, seen sunny, sunny days, days that, that I thought would never end.
2: I've seen lonely
0: times when I could not find. Are you sure it there's again. a Phillips kid?
2: They didn't switch it with the hospital well or anything, I did they?
1: thought that I'd see you again. Yeah.
0: down upon me jesus you gotta help me make a stand mm-hmm. just got to see me
1: through another day
0: my body's aching and my time is at
1: hand. running on
2: empty Very good film. Mm -hmm. Uh, River Phoenix and his hair Mm -hmm. were nominated Mm -hmm. uh, for an Academy Award. He's doing a lot of
1: acting with his hair. Him playing that Beethoven piece and his relationship with Martha Blinton. So good. Everything. I I actually really love this movie. And I I hadn't seen it. I mean, it was one of those movies I think my parents watched on cable, and I may have watched a little bit of it. And then it wasn't until the past few years that I finally caught up with it because we were doing the Sidney Lumet episode of Director's Club. And I was like, Wow. I I really love this movie. You know, it was just one of those that kind of took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, in in terms of like getting really emotionally invested in all of these people and how are things going to turn out and what's going to happen to, you know, River Phoenix. And then by the end, I was kind of a wreck. I was really, really moved by this movie. The ending is
2: very moving. Yeah. Um, I really want to like River Phoenix's performance more than I do in this film.
0: I think he's a little, little what's what's his name from Days and Confused?
2: Uh, I don't know
0: what the 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 main kid from Days and Confused is always touching his hair and his face and stuff.
2: It's very twitchy. Yeah, it's very like Wiley I mean, Wiggins. Is that yes, yes, Wiley yes? Wiggins? Yeah. It's a really sort of twitchy actory performance. Like I, just something about it that like. Bugs me sometimes, but then there's other scenes where I think it's his, he's not doing any of that. He's just acting with his face, and it's really
0: good. Maybe he was on the cocaine. Maybe I don't know. But
2: was, <laughs> and just running his hands through his hair <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, I just uh, th- there's little moments that just bug me. With so basically, about his performance River in Phoenix,
1: Cano Reeves, this year.
0: Hair. Off the, the t- like <laughs> hair off the table. doesn't like Off the table. jealous of their hair. Maybe. Well, I am, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, that's that. Yeah. I mean, th- yes, that? they're both great. If you put no. River
0: Phoenix in permanent record, wow. Would have been a better movie. Maybe. Not maybe. Yes. That's true. actually
1: true, yeah. My favorite performance of his is still
0: my own private item. I'd, I'd like to see Canary's In Running on Empty. Okay.
2: <laughs> What? <laughs> what? You did what? I don't want to move again.
0: Oh, man. What key is this
2: in? <laughs> Dad. Can't dance to Beethoven.
1: <laughs> um.
0: So, first time I think I ever saw Judd Hirsch give a. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen ordinary, oh, yeah, ordinary people, people, I mean, yeah. I guess, but, uh, but like, um, as a main role. I in, think in I only film knew a like Taxi at that point. Yeah. And I don't think I had seen ordinary people yet. I don't think I did, hmm. even. Yeah.
2: Uh, I mentioned Track Twenty Nine earlier. That's a crazy, <laughs> weird Nicholas Rogue film with uh, Gary Oldman and Teresa Russell and Sandra Bernhard and Christopher Lloyd. Oh, it's
1: Nicholas Rogue. It's mm-hmm. an insane
2: movie. I uh, see it <laughs> it's, I? it's, yeah, you should see it. It's okay. wacky. You'd like it. It's okay. it's, a, it's a it's a crazy crazy movie uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But oh, good. I will like it. Yeah, but it's ninety <laughs> minutes, and everybody's in it is weird, and it's just it's it's a goofy goofy. Something like Baghdad Cafe. <laughs> no, this is like Baghdad Cafe on eighties cocaine. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, and then uh, I don't think there's anything. Well, there's The Beast, uh, Kevin Reynolds' follow-up oh, to that's Fandango right. yeah, that to never that really happen. got any – didn't get much of a theatrical release. I wanted to revisit it before the show. I never got around to it, but I remember liking it. I did. Robert Patrick. Uh, it's a war film. takes place in Afghanistan. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick sorry. Yeah. Um, war film takes place in Afghanistan. Worth mentioning, I saw it many, 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 many years ago and really liked it. Yeah. I'm sure it's still good.
0: It is good. I mean, good. I mean it's, Kevin. Kevin Reynolds probably one of the unluckiest directors oh, God. in history. Nope. Yes. No kidding. You know, and th- and this I remember like again seeing trailers after trailer for for this movie, and then like where in the hell did this movie go? And, like it never came out, and then I just saw it in video stores, yeah. and uh, it's just he, you can you can see. Even then, you know his, you know how good he is at action sequences and, and scenes of destruction and things like that. The opening scene in this movie, where they attack this Afghan village, is really striking. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is weird that you know it's, a, it's the it, you know it's a Russian tank, and all the characters have no accents whatsoever. I mean, it's Jason Pat, it's Jason Patrick, George DeZunza who plays the the tank com- the sadistic tank commander, um, Don Harvey again as jackass, <laughs> and Stephen Baldwin. Stephen baldwin as the cowardly oh. crybaby like i don't want to be doing this you know but none of them have russian accent none of them even try to like even do the tinge of a russian accent mm. so it's just a bunch of english guys in the <laughs> tank <laughs> yeah you know but then you got Stephen bauer as the head afghan guy and he's doing he's doing everything you know to to at least you know create the illusion of it yeah. um it's 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 the movie has a little bit of bloat to it uh and i think it you know i think it would, like it wants to be an action scene, but it also wants to say something about the Afghan Russian conflict. And I don't know if it quite achieves that at the end, but the action sequences are real, are quite good. Sweet.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'll give it a, give it a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big Kevin Reynolds fan. I, I mean, his cover Money Cristo He's was also like, buried oh, in terrific. January. Terrific. Yeah. You know?
0: did, did, did okay, though. Oh, did it? Yeah, okay. it did like 50 million. It was a little January hit. Okay. Yeah, yeah but good director.
2: Yeah, and there was uh Gorillas in the Mist with uh Sigourney Weaver, she was nominated for that. Uh yeah.
0: eh, it's
2: a movie that I think if it just focused on her it would have been just great. But when you when they bring in Brian Brown, who I like, but when they bring in the He's whole flipping
0: bottles and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's
2: like killing himself for some reason. Uh no, working but, with his effects. Yeah. Uh but uh it just like the love story part of this movie just drags it down like this whole middle section of the love story just like stops the movie cold if it was just about her and her life and her work with the gorillas, i think it would have been much better yeah. but
0: good performance though good
2: performance so, very good speaking
0: performance speaking of good performances that were segue.
2: woefully uh, uh, shamefully overlooked by the academy along with Bob Hoskins That's and right. Roger he wasn't Rabbit
0: no nope.
2: uh Jeremy Jer- Iyer. In Dead Ringers.
0: Yeah.
2: My favorite David Cronenberg film.
1: Probably mine. Second favorite? Okay. Right. Fly. I'm a fly Sorry, right? guy. Yeah, yeah no, so a That's, that, that, that's I mean, fair. Guy that's, guy. fair. Yeah. that's fair.
2: That's fair. Um, yeah. but this is about as creepy a movie as you can imagine, <laughs> with a, about as, like, a, a, a subject matter that is guaranteed to put off at least half the population. Uh, twin, drug-addicted twin gynecologists, <laughs> um one of whom creates tools to use on mutant women. Uh, I'll I'll let the movie explain that. I'm not going to go into detail on that, but it is, it is as creepy as it sounds, maybe even creepier. Um, And another they, movie that
0: deals with addiction too yeah. in a very uh, yeah. good I spoke way. to Sue when I mentioned Clean and Sober I'm like I knew I was yeah, getting yeah. one
1: addiction <laughs> movie yeah. Uh, yeah. but this is
0: about more than a sure I mean that's sort of right. the underlying it's really a great, mo- a
1: great movie it's funny to say like oh here's a great movie about yeah. this horrible subject but um, how do you
0: think this movie plays today, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: how dare he! It's really about codependence, and like, it, is. How yes. <laughs> it can get. Yeah, the woman,
2: who, the woman who comes between these two brothers, yeah. Uh, yeah. played by Genevieve Bujold, great performance there. Um, yeah, no, this is a, a beautiful, brilliant, creepy, unsettling, icky. Fantastic movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, which could be said for many Cronenberg films, but especially this. Crash
1: film. is not one of them. I keep <laughs> telling people that. No.
2: I'm I'm not going to get into that debate because it's been too long since I've seen it. I will definitely revisit eight it years, Eight
0: years, we will revisit. Yeah, that's okay. true. I will watch it in eight years. Sure. Okay, we we'll watch it in eight.
2: Years. Uh, anything else in September that mm. we really want to talk about? Mm.
0: Punchline. <laughs> Punchline. Yeah, a couple of movies on the 30th we could maybe yeah. talk about. Uh but, that, yeah. that made Cisco Niebert's worst list. At it least did. It the, and yeah. I think unfairly. Wow. I think unfairly, so I think that I think was, was that bad. a that, that was a reach. cuz uh, cuz I think they 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 tried to make it like it wasn't funny. And the thing is that the movie's not necessarily trying to be funny all the time. No, it's uh the the, the thing that's always ab- the, the one thing that's always about movies about stand-up comedy is that the stand-up comedy in the movies are usually ju- not funny, generally. they're ju- I mean, I'm not saying that I'm per- they're trying to be funny, but this- whenever you see stand-up in movies, and I'm mean, even including stuff like even like The Big Sick, which I think that the stand-up stuff in that movie is not that yeah. funny. Well, right. I never
1: thought of that. Yeah, I get yeah. right. I mean, Punchline, funny <laughs>
0: people. I mean, you think about all these movies that have stand-up scenes in them. Yeah. Those scenes are never as funny as the stuff in between. Hmm. Now, Tom Hanks in this movie is actually quite good I would actually argue that he's even better than this than he is in Big frankly with the quality of the movie that's that's certainly up for debate Uh, because I think when the movie is focused on him and his struggle as a comic that wants to Got some psych issues. Mm-hmm, He's thoroughly got mm-hmm. issues and wants to break into the big time uh, and is losing his battle. Like, he is on, like, about to go homeless practically if he doesn't get his big break. And you see the desperation in this character that I think is the thing that stands out about the movie the most. When it's focused on Hanks, it's quite good. And I think the dialogue in the movie is actually sharp. Uh, when it's more about Sally Field's character and his housewife who is missing something in her life that wants to get up on stage and, and do something
1: Sounds like that Netflix show that, that Amy Sherman Palladino... What is it, Marvelous? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot like of
0: similarities. A lot of similarities between those two. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that show, so I can't comment, but it's probably more successful than the Sally Field stuff in this movie. It so. is. I've yeah.
2: seen the first couple episodes, and it is. Okay. Seems <laughs> like a
1: very charming lead.
0: Isn't yeah, it? yeah. i
2: want
1: to check it
0: out? Yeah. No, she's from, she's from House of Cards. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Brosnahan. Ah. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's kind of a, like a movie of two halves in a mm-hmm. way, and when when the two of them come together, like the, the scenes between Field and Hanks are good, especially when Hanks is kind of dominating the the proceedings. Uh, and it's you know it, it like I said, the stuff the stand up stuff is not even funny. Even Hanks's stuff on stage is not w- greatly funny, but the stuff off stage I think is quite strong. Uh, so it's it's a mixed bag movie. It's Better and worse than I remember it being. I was definitely of two minds of it, but watching it again, like it, it only reinforced how good Hanks can be in Mm -hmm. a a movie like this. Yeah,
2: and then you got a comedic actor also trying to do some dramatic work with Billy Crystal in Memories of Me, him and Alan King, I should say, Mm -hmm. both trying to mix the comedy
1: with the drama. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw this one. It's uh, Billy Crystal. Guess who? February. Well, hey, Billy was
0: great. Alan King.
1: Maestro! <laughs> Avon How about
0: tequila! Alan
1: King was wonderful.
0: Two of America's Funniest Men.
1: It's the Time.
0: In a new film directed by Henry Winkler. Is this good for you? This is great. Memories of Me.
1: You'll love
0: it. Rated PG 13.
2: It's got some charm. Like Billy Crystal's got some charm in it. And of course, Alan King does too. Uh, so some of their some of their stuff is really funny. It's just when it gets into the dramatic stuff, it gets really maudlin. Uh, really, I think kind of oversells it a little bit. Henry Winkler directed this film. Um,
0: huh. There's and, one really great cameo in it.
2: Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was really funny. Yes, um, and, and I not. But there's stuff that I like about it. Like I like that Alan King is playing a movie extra, and they play that up. You know, for as many jokes as they can get out of that. Um, and I actually love the very end of the film um, which involves all, all the extras mm-hmm. coming together and like that's a really wonderful image mm-hmm. uh, that I really like and you know, Crystal, Crystal has some funny lines in it Alan King has some funny lines in it um, this is you know, Billy Crystal sort of dipping his toe into the leading man role Oh well, no I shouldn't say that he was in Running Scared before I forgot about that mm-hmm. um, but really kind of trying a different kind of leading man role but when he's got to do a love a, a long love scene with uh, jo Beth Williams, like, okay, dude, you're not that kind of leading man. <laughs> we don't need to see you in the shower making love with with, with uh, jo Beth Williams. Just speak for yourself. Stick, stick to being funny. That's the kind of leading man you are. Uh, so it's got a lot of strength. It's, it's, it's got some strengths. Few more f- more flaws than strengths. Not terrible. Not great.
1: Yeah. I got. I, I started watching Alienation. I didn't finish it. I don't, I mean It's, uh, uh, yeah. it's just, I don't know I, I, I guess I had high expectations for it When it first came out It's better than Bright Oh, okay, yeah similar <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally Much better totally. than Bright
0: uh, yeah. Inspired a TV show yeah. Right, right, that's right
1: yeah, this is not.
2: This is one of those movies I think that had a, a troubled production. It, it kept, seems it, like it, it. kept yeah. changing writers and changing directors, and nobody could agree on what it should be. And then what's there isn't very interesting. Do you remember
0: the original but, title of the movie? Uh, I forgot. Oh. This is a trivia for you. No, Outer Heat. Oh God, because <laughs> there was also there was Dead Heat that came out earlier in the oh, year okay. right. with Treat Williams, and, and this is I was Outer Heat, Alienation, yeah. better title.
2: Yes, very yes. good. Title. You know,
0: and they actually I'm, I'm pretty sure they stole an image from the V miniseries cuz when they, they the the hmm. they show like v- footage of the ships like the ships came down and we blah 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 and it's just the sh- it's the alien ship from V
1: huh
2: okay like the same dots i watch yeah. that too. um no, but it's not very interesting, but I like the casting of James Con and Mandy Patinkin. Oh, yeah.
1: No, that's, the two, no, two of them are yeah, very yeah, good yeah, together. Yeah, it's I like... the plot and where things go. I just... It's just care. not very
2: no, interesting. No, it's not a
0: very yeah. good story.
2: Um... Warner Brothers released a, a documentary about John Lennon called Imagine, um, you know, not very I often. I think that,
0: I've seen this.
1: Oh,
2: you should see it.
0: I, yeah. It is. Is it that good? It, I,
2: th- I love it. I oh, think it's really? Quite, okay. Oh, yeah. I think it's...
0: Okay. I thought it wasn't this. that well received when it came out. Oh, it was, it was
2: moderately well, you know, okay, okay. received. But no, I, I love it because I think it's... it's it's a good summation of his life. It doesn't have everything okay. like the Beatles themselves are not in it, but everybody else is in it. You know, Yoko, Cynthia, Sean, Julian, they're all in it. Okay. Um, and, uh, I remember I saw it on my birthday actually. And, uh, <clears throat> no, it's just, if you're a Beatle fan, you should just, you should see it. Cause it's a good summation of his okay. life. Um, really moving. I mean, it's hard not to cry at the end.
1: What the fuck kind of question is that? It's the kind of question you're going to be asked on the stand. You're also going to be asked if Larry or any other man has ever hit you and if you liked it. You're going to be asked about your drug bust and how many drinks a day you have to smooth out the edges and how many joints and how often you go to bars alone and whether or not you wear underwear when you go to them and which diseases you've caught and how many abortions you've had and I will object to all those questions. And sometimes the judge will sustain me, but sometimes not. That ain't fair. Sarah, you're a witness. And it's the defense's job to show the jury that you're a rotten witness because you've got a rotten character. I got a rotten character? You ain't going to defend me because I'm some low-class bimbo, right? I didn't say that.
2: Uh, and then another break, uh, another uh, comeback of, from 1988, one of the big comebacks of the year, was uh, Jodie Foster in so The Accused. Really hard to watch. Yep. Really hard to watch, and, but it, and it's out kind of... It's a, I think it's a flaw, a really flawed movie. There's a lot, a yeah.
1: especially flawed, in the
2: latter right? half. Mm-hmm. But but Foster's so great in it that it
1: Yeah, that's just, Yeah, it's it's a it's a, perfor- yeah.
0: it's a movie with a it's a performance of the movie wrapped yeah. around yeah. it yeah. basically. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while we get one of those. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you know the movie's not so great, but you yeah. have yeah. an amazing central performance and it and it makes up for all the flaws. Like Tombstone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And she won the Academy Award for it.
0: She did that's win good. the Academy Award. So, very
2: good. Um, Very good. Moving on, we're in October. Yes, we um, are. Um, one of my one movie I always love to revisit because I just think it's delightful and funny and really well acted and with a cast of unknowns at that time is Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah,
1: it's all right.
2: that's um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Matt, Damon's, uh, Matt debut, Damon
0: debut. Yeah, debut. The dinner huh? dinner scene.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, oh, okay. and this was uh, Julie Roberts before she was Julia Roberts, and yeah. uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was in it too, and I'm probably forgetting somebody else who was in it. And dish, oh, and Taylor. Lily Taylor, right? Oh, yeah, course, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I, I always found this movie very charming. I love the setting, you know, this yeah. you know Lobster Town, and um, I just always, I, I
1: don't you know, never
0: I, find I, out what's in the pizza though.
2: No, you oh. don't.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I, I went with I Love You to Death more. Speaking of River Phoenix, I love I Love You to death. death. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> That's a good Yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yep. Yeah. Good call. yep. Um, I else? know I saw Without a Clue in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember a damn thing about it. You know, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. Well,
0: it's funny because they're actually, now we're 30 years later, there's now Holmes and Watson they're doing with Will Ferrell and John C. White. Riley is coming out this December. Ooh. So now you have <laughs> a, another goofball take on Sherlock yeah. Holmes, yeah. and Without mm-hmm. a Clue was, it, was, it was a funny premise, the idea that Sherlock Holmes was just a creation by Dr. Watson Michael Caine was, played Holmes and Ben Kingsley was Dr. Watson and he hired Michael Caine's actor to basically be Holmes but he was an idiot <laughs> so Watson was the one solving all the crimes and Caine was the, the bumbling idiot it's fun to watch the two of them, oh, the sure. chemistry I, yeah, you know, yeah. So it's, it's one of those movies that it's a, it's a funny, cute Kind of movie, yeah. You know? That's
1: kind of what I remember. Yeah, it's it not an
0: essential comedy, yeah. But it's a you watch it and you're just like that, this is fun. Yeah,
2: uh, another kind of fun movie from a director who doesn't normally make fun movies is <laughs> "Things Change" uh, by David Mamet. With uh, Don Amici and Joe Mantegna. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago movie, of course. His usual cast yeah.
1: of supporting players. Right, mm-hmm. right.
2: Uh, watched this one back in January, and it's still really fun and yeah. and, and yeah. funny. It's pleasant. Yeah. I shot the yeah.
0: son of a bitch in the head. Yeah. <laughs> three times. Right. Three. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah. A, it's a charming, charming film. Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean,
0: it's it's light mammoth. Or, oh, it's light, even unessential yeah. mammoth. But yeah. it was his follow-up to House of Games, which was a big critical right. success. And, uh, and Don Amici, was his first role after winning the Oscar for Cocoon, maybe? Possibly. He's in Coming so. to America, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, Possibly, yeah. that yeah. could be true. Yeah.
1: No, I like it. It's, it's
2: mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, either you guys Layer of the White Worm fans?
1: Uh, um.
0: Parts of it. <laughs> I like it. Certain parts of it.
1: (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to catch up Ken Russell's kind of a blind spot, except for Altered States, but everything else. Amanda Donahoe is
0: a very underrated beauty from that time. Oh, okay. I'll say that one. You see a lot of her in the movie. What else is she in? I should know. Cast Away. Not the Zemeckis one with uh, Oliver Reed. Oh. You ever see that? She's also in Liar, Liar. She plays... Jim Carrey's boss. Uh, masters! Oh, what are these things wanted? Why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy?
1: They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth!
0: Take a look. They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know
1: what they are or where they came from, but we oh. gotta stop them. Stay away from me! Put these on. They have us. Look Come at them! They're, they're them. everywhere!
2: Owner. we have no other choice i don't like this one bit leave it
0: alone man it ain't none of my business ain't none of yours
2: we have been lulled into a trance. this is what i said to you we're in trouble the whole world's in trouble control us you're sending some
1: kind of signals of tv sets i've
0: got one that can see mama don't like tattletales. now we start spilling some blood let's go.
1: Push <laughs>
2: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick it, and I'm all out of bubble gum. They live, John Carpenter's. They live. Wow. Open. Yeah. And still relevant today, oh, Sad, but ridiculously uh, relevant. Yeah, today. we watched it last night, and um, it still it holds up as great science fiction, great social satire. Uh,
1: really silly ending. <laughs> really
2: <but> great <laughs> physical <laughs> yeah. comedy uh, in the middle section. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 brilliant. I
0: don't care. It's still one of the great fight scenes of all time. Oh, my God. I mean, John Carpenter just wanted to do a street fight scene, and that's the only reason it's in there is because he wanted to do a big fight scene, and he does... One of the most iconic fight sequences. Well,
2: I think ever. Even, I think I read, or read and read. My girlfriend loves to read trivia after she sees a movie, and mm-hmm. she pointed out to me last night. She said that it was uh, it was only meant to be like a thirty second fight scene, but mm-hmm. he was so impressed with the choreography that he just kept going with it. Yeah, and just kept adding more to it. Yeah. So I uh, think, and it just becomes one of the big centerpieces of the movie. Um, I remember when I saw it in the theater, and I was just like. This is going on for a really long time, but it's a lot of fun to watch. You just start laughing, oh, at yeah. it, but it's
0: awesome. I mean, the, the choreography is great, and the, the two of them are great. And it has, and it's, it, it does one of those things in, in that in the middle of that fight sequence that shows you that they're actually friends fighting. Where yeah. he busts the window of the car yeah. and he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, man." <laughs> <just> <laughs> laughs <son> a little <laughs> <of> bit. yeah. <laughs> and he laughs at him for yeah. breaking the thing over his own car. It's it, it's it's wonderful. It's the yeah. I, it's I, wonderful. I I I don't like saying this, but it's the last great movie. <laughs> carpenter made probably true right about that great oh, i loved yeah. you. Oh, well, I you. like in the mouth of madness okay okay, okay. okay, okay. i'm saying great okay yeah okay I'll yeah buy that. Okay. all right
2: so the same weekend i won't talk too much about this <laughs> uh I'm See, a, yeah, i wonder I, which one. i'm a diehard for people who don't know i'm a diehard u2 fan <laughs> uh have been since the time this movie came out is like when i first started like listening to you two a lot uh you two rattle and hum the big concert documentary came out.
1: And it ties uh, into when we talked about three o'clock high last time.
2: Same director, right? It's Phil Joano, yes. Um a young U two fan himself and which probably contributed to the downfall of this film because mm. because there's a, it's basically fan worship for about a hundred minutes. Um, it's beautifully shot. Obviously the music is fantastic if you're a U two fan. Um, I love seeing it on the big screen as many times as I did. Uh, I
1: love the song that they do with BB uh, King. Yeah, B.
2: the BB yes. King song is great. Yeah, from the
0: um, to town. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, awesome. There's just a lot of great things about this movie, except it's a really bad documentary. Hmm. When it's a concert film, it's really great. When it's a documentary, it's not very good, and it's not Phil Joano's fault. It's U two's fault. They weren't ready to be this the subject of a documentary yet, even though they thought they were. Um... So they they realize their mistake in the making of this film. Um and but if it weren't for the failure of this film, we wouldn't have Akhtung Baby. Um ah. and that's what made U two what they are today. So mm-hmm. it's it's an essential film for U2's career, um, even though it's not a great film. And so that's I otherwise I'm, I'm gonna stop because otherwise I'll just go on and on and on. <laughs> I have a lot more to say about it, but I'm gonna In the interest, four-hour podcast. Yeah, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Okay, so I've never been a Chucky fan. I'm still not a Chucky fan. Child's Play was a big hit.
0: I'm okay. I don't care. I like the original. I think the first one is second one is surprisingly good. Well, the second one is more inventive in the camera work and how you know some of the things like that. I I think Child's Play two is pretty good. Pretty good too. I like
1: the casting of uh, Garrett Graham and uh, what's her name from American Werewolf in London.
0: The Jenny nurse. Gooder? Yeah. 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 Um, I like them in the second sure, one. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, no, and the first one's good. The first one is Chris Sarandon and... Um, Catherine, Catherine Hicks. Hicks, yeah. And uh, it's, it's just... I mean, it's a silly movie. I mean, you're fighting it's a silly. doll. You're fighting a doll, okay? <laughs> but they made it somewhat believable, you know? And that's yeah. no no small feat. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Chucky thing has gone on well past its shelf life, no pun intended. But... It, it, I think the first one holds up pretty well. Yeah, I
1: agree. And you know, it,
0: like it, it. it, it, it kind of has no business. I think it's all on Tom Holland. You know, he did Fright Night and I think he he does yeah. a really good job at create crafting terror out of something that you should just be able to pick up and throw against the wall. They actually <laughs> made the the special effects in bringing the Chucky doll to life in that first I one. I think' it's nicely the Chris nicely done.
1: connection between the two then. Yeah. That's right. Mm.
0: Playing the good guy yeah, in this mm-hmm. one.
1: Yeah.
0: No, it's good. I yeah. like it. Yeah.
2: Uh, and... Pedro Almodovar had a big breakout hit with Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Very, um, very good movie. Very good. Yeah, um, I saw Cry in the Dark for the first time. The, just recently. Yeah, just recently. Okay. I hadn't never seen it before. M- Streep ate my baby. Yeah, Meryl Streep and uh, Sam Neill. It's very. I think I think it's a good film. Okay. I mean, it's kind of done in a docudrama right. style. Fred Skepsky directed it, um, oh. and uh, took a, an approach to to it that I wasn't expecting. By you know, just kind of focusing on the story as it blew up nationally or, or, or around Australia, anyway, um, and did a really good job with it. I, I, I really, I like this movie. It's good.
0: I think this is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when I when I saw this movie back then, I thought it was a great movie because I thought it was a great movie because of the again it was another kind of true crime. Just tale that we're, we're we're dealing with here, and the way that the movie you know incorporated all the real the evidence and the stories and the, the differing takes on what what actually happened, I thought that's what was great back then. Now I see it as what you're kind of talking about, where the movie incorporates how people were reacting to yeah. the story and the way that the story was fashioned in the public yeah. and the way people get into fights. In bars about whether or not this woman actually killed her baby or not, and, and incorporating that with the trial scene and how Meryl Streep has, has a really tricky performance here and doing it kind of predates what Irons did with *Reversal of Fortune* a few years later. Now he's a little more quirky and a little more you know, nefarious in that movie, but she's not playing a character that's all that likable yeah. in the film because once once the fame starts to hit her and she starts doing more and more interviews. It seemed like the, the, whatever love she might have had for a baby has become more distant. And now the love is more, a little bit more of the attention than whatever the horror she experienced back then. And it all kind of culminates in the way the public perception. And that's exactly what we do now yeah, with social sure. media. We, you know Everyone is a judge and jury. Now and right this away. move and yeah. this movie was doing did something back in 1988 that I don't think a lot of films were hmm. doing at the time mm-hmm. and I think it's even more relevant today than it was then. I, I really think this is a great film.
1: Yeah, well, I'll catch up with it. I, yeah, 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 definitely. It's it's very good. I, I I know for for a fact I must have been at the movie theater yeah. uh, on. The weekend of November 18th, clearly.
2: Yeah, Oliver and Company and The Land Before Time. And again, working in a movie theater, we had both of them. We had never been busier. That was like the busiest I weekend bet. ever. Yeah. Um, but
1: why should you worry, Colin? Why should you care? <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Oliver and Company. Uh, the, oh, yeah, this is your jam. You're the Billy Joel guy.
0: No, I'm not. No? <laughs> no, I mean, no, Huey Lewis has a song in it. I thought you were a big oh, yeah, Billy that's Joel right. fan. I'm not, a, uh, no. not oh. a big Billy Joel fan. I oh. like that song. should I like. Why, okay. should, why
1: should I worry? It? Why should I, care?
2: Right. I
1: like right. cats. and <laughs> Even when they're animated. It's an interesting movie I because. I didn't actually see if it held up, though.
2: So. No, I watched it. It's an interesting movie because it's, it's that right in between period of Disney where they still had. Right. They were still doing yeah. the artistry yeah. from, you know, the heyday of. Well, not just the heyday, but like as recent as Black Cauldron, Fox and the Hound, Great Mouse Detective. So the animation was still in that realm, while they were sort of dipping their toe into their next uh, phase, which is like the big Broadway musical, um, you know, element. Mm -hmm. So yeah, before yeah, so like this is a movie that exists right between those two Disney's, Um, and it's okay. It's it's fluff. I mean, it's cute. Um, but yeah, it's I not.
1: About it when I was younger,
2: mm-hmm. I was like, eh, yeah, okay, But it's not as good as land. It's not as good as Land Before Time. No, no. no. Um, land Before Time is really which is a great Don Bluth uh, yeah. animated film uh, produced by Spielberg and George Lucas. Yeah, um, and uh, just a, a, some really beautiful sequences in this. A great score, great by James score. Yeah. go back and uh, you go on YouTube and would just yeah. watch the opening credits of this movie phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I got goosebumps. <laughs> the opening crest was like, oh, Yeah. jeez.
2: Yeah, and it's just really great. kind of has a sort of element of Bambi-like sadness to it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yes, indeed, and, ugh, yeah. and that happens. And some, Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, and
2: some scary moments, too. I kind of agree with Ebert on this one. He gave the movie a good review, but I kind of agree with him that I wish there was kind of a more of a sense of wonder about the film, about like the, just the these little dinosaurs discovering the world that's mm-hmm. around them and kind of Embracing like wow, look at this! I've never like. There's not enough of that. There's a little too much element of of danger and 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 the big dinosaur chasing them. A little too yeah. much of that. A little could you? And it's only like a seventy-minute movie. Yeah, that's short. So they yeah, could yeah. they could have added a little more to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, like it's a really beautiful piece of animation.
0: Love this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> anybody watch <laughs> Fresh Horses?
0: No. no. Oh God, no. is it
2: bad? <laughs> oh, it's so bad it's uh, reuniting uh, Andrew McCarthy and, and Molly Ringwald uh, and two actors who never had chemistry together no they don't have chemistry in Pretty in Pink no um, even though I like that movie it's, it's uh, but it's and Ben Stiller plays uh, oh, wow. plays Andrew McCarthy's douchey best friend oh. like he's playing the, the 80s douchebag without a yeah. t- hint of irony mm-hmm. um, and so Weird. yeah and sh- it, it's a dumb movie oh Vigel Mortensen's <laughs> in it too as her as her abusive husband wow yeah he falls for a woman who he thinks is his age he's like an ivy league prep school guy and she's like a backwoods kentucky woman and he thinks she's the same age and then when they get together she finds he finds out she's really 16 and married mm. and it's like really what? dude yeah we're we gonna cast molly ringwald in that role mm-hmm. at this point no mm-hmm. okay
1: was Moving it Andrew on. On McCarthy in 1969, or am I confused? That's Kiefer, Kiefer and oh, Robert Kiefer, Downey yeah. and yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, oh, that cast, this movie must be good, right? Yeah. No. No, no, it's not. Uh,
2: a movie I revisited a month ago that I liked even more than I did when it first came out, and I was a teenager when it came out, is The Chocolate War.
1: Mm. Yes. So good. Talk Lighten me. up, Nick. <laughs>
0: Lighten up about that ending. Is, 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 is it, mean, it the under, ending? Is it the yeah, ending he yeah. has a problem I mean, I with? I
1: understand it's completely different from
0: the book. Completely. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the ending. But, yeah. It's like the natural. Sure. You know? But every <laughs> Just, now and
1: then, I don't, I don't mind it when a filmmaker makes that choice. I
0: like... Uh, well, the thing about, I like about The Chocolate War is that, again, going to my Catholic school ruse. And this is uh, something I liked. When I first saw The Chocolate War, I didn't quite respond to it. But then, in high school, when... I started challenging the status quo. Yeah, uh, particularly Christian brothers, a couple in a couple classes that I had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I found a newfound respect for this movie. Um, sure, I don't know if the lead in the movie, Elin Mitchell, Mitchell Smith from Weird Science, uh, is the greatest lead in the world. World, but. Uh, but everyone I don't know I mean I just I I responded to the movie different when I got older as you know I never I never read the book I'm aware of it but I never read it I never had to read it so
1: this is probably my favorite soundtrack of the year actually because mm, yeah it's a good soundtrack it is a good soundtrack and yeah there's a lot of good stuff
0: I got the touch by Peter Gabriel yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. um yeah, so I mean, Keith Gordon. You know, I've talked with him on the show and interviewed mm-hmm. him, and uh, you know, this is his directorial debut, and he's made some interesting films along the way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good place for him to start. And uh, yeah, I I really like it quite a bit, and it's one of those sort of interesting coming of age movies about cynicism that you sort of slowly learn to realize that there's a sociological um, and you know political viewpoint on everything, including the dynamics you experience in high school. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's
2: one of those 80s movie 80s teen movies that doesn't feel like an 80s teen movie. Yeah, that's, it yeah, that's really true. like hasn't dated very yeah. I mean much. Um, yeah,
1: not, I think it helps that they're not wearing like they're wearing out like uniforms. For yeah, the school oh yeah, that and everything. definitely helps. And they'll
2: be yeah. you know walking around with a mullet or anything like that. And <laughs> the the soundtrack is very yeah. you know more uh, less con- you know less uh, mainstream at that time for that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's, it's I I I like the movie.
0: Did you guys ever have to in school have to like sell stuff like chocolates or like lunch drives
1: and things no. like that? I think we had I did.
0: we had to sell world's finest chocolate bars. So, you know, even though we had to, like, you know, and it was, yeah. so that was another reason why like, we're just like, like, I'm not selling any chocolate. I'm like, yeah, damn right. You're not selling any chocolate. Good for you. Anyway.
2: Anyway, uh, we had the Bill Murray Christmas comedy, Scrooge, which is a take on, uh, uh well, Scrooge, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> Christmas Carol. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, I think it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. The I Carol Kane okay. stuff is the best. That stuff. is
0: yeah, that's the best that's, that's the fu- best yeah. chunk of the movie. Uh I yeah, Bill Murray playing the Jackass, I think, is always fun. Right. One of those yeah. few guys that can get away with that and always be funny. Um Yeah, it does I mean the ending is way over the top in its sentiments and whatnot, but I yeah. think even Murray seems to be goofing on that a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I like I like the movie. It's okay.
1: Yeah. 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 I never loved it and I don't know, like as, I'm I'm so grateful that Bobcat went on to be such a great director. Yeah, like, I mean he's just awful in this and most mm. other things that he's acted in.
0: But mm. yeah. yeah, anyway. Okay.
2: So I we're still in November. I talked about you too. Is there anything you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, uh, Buster. Okay. Uh, what? What? What is it? What uh, do you I, mean? I, I never, what? I never seen it. So I never get... seen Buster. Okay. No, okay. I um, it. It just yeah. Well, surprised. I can bring a Buster, and I might, I might as well cop to it. If Colin says he's a diehard YouTube fan, we all know that. Oh, okay. Then I have okay. to say that I am, I guess, a diehard Phil Collins fan. But back in 1963, I became one of the most popular personalities of my time.
1: I want those hooligans nailed to the floor. You
2: see, me and my wife, Jill, well, we was often a bit stuck for cash. Do what? Borrow it from a bank. Well, I do borrow from banks. I mean, that is my
0: job.
1: I mean, with their permission.
0: But all our lives, we'd work for a good life. And uh, he stars as this true story of this uh, British uh, kind of a petty. Uh, thief that he only kind of stole what his family needed, you know, mm-hmm. just just enough to, just just enough to get by. And, he, and the movie is less about the, the the criminal aspect, although that's kind of the overarching overarching you know thing of the movie. Uh, it's really about the relationship between him and his wife, uh, played by Julie Walters, uh, in the film. And uh, it's just, there's a very just they, just the very loving relationship between the two, and he did everything he possibly could to, to keep her. You know, loving him. Uh, the the you know the main focus of the story uh, becomes this big train robbery that they pull off. That uh, he was not you know he was able to go into hiding and not be uh, taken in by the authorities for a long period of time. And the movie is you know mostly about how he gets gets away with it and the relationship with his wife while the cops are still trying to figure out where this guy is. And they eventually uh you know pick him up and whatnot and it's got a couple Phil collins songs in it a remake and an original one that was nominated for best original song uh along i think with the baghdad cafe song yep uh and it's 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 not a bad film it's 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 short uh it's kind of charming collins is actually good in the movie i i I think he's a good performance and his chemistry with walters is definitely there um Kind of an interesting, weird trivia that I found out about this movie is that uh, when you find out what happens to the real b- Buster in real life, then he ended up own- owning this flower shop later in life or flower stand on the streets uh, to t- t- you know after he get- gets out of jail, and he was actually robbed of the flower stand by Dexter Fletcher. Does the name ring a bell. No. To you? Dexter Fletcher is an actor. He's been in a number of films and he's directed a couple of films recently, including Eddie the Eagle, and he's now taken over Bohemian Rhapsody from Brian Singer.
1: Oh. Whoa. This okay. guy
0: actually robbed Buster, the real life <laughs> Buster, back in the day, and the only reason he recognized or they caught him is because Buster had seen him in a movie called the Rachel Papers. <laughs> Like, it's that bloke from the Rachel Papers who robbed me. Yeah. Huh. Weird.
2: Interesting. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, but no, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a light, mm-hmm. charming, true-life crime story.
2: Okay. Mm. We well, got a lot to talk about in December. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Naked Gun. Uh, Hilarious. Very funny film.
0: One of the funniest movies of all time. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I I've, I've, that
1: was one of the big rent. Yeah, now it just came to me. Like that, that was a rental. That was always out, and I was like, "Come on, come in, come in!" And then one day, it comes in. Bam!
0: Saw in the theater, yeah. and I just. So I think there are jokes I've still missed to this day from that first time in the theater. Sure, how how funny this movie is.
2: Yeah, I I still prefer the TV show version. I think it's mm-hmm. I think because it just it's a little more.
0: Absurd. Well, it's more absurd. Plus,
2: it's like it's it's nailed to a specific genre, whereas this isn't really a parody of a of a film genre that much. It's like dips its toe in here and there, but like it's pretty much just a TV show but in, with a bigger budget
1: plus Joe Dante directed an episode oh, that's true that's true I've <laughs> um, always
0: I've actually I, always argued that this movie could absolutely be considered a screwball comedy as opposed to a parody okay film yeah because I mean uh, the, the base yeah, yeah. because I mean it, is, it has all those airplane type jokes in the film but the way I mean there, there are just moments of slapstick in, in yeah. this movie and uh and, and the, ba- the the baseball stuff at the end of the movie yeah, kill, oh, yeah killer. killer yeah, killer yeah. Yeah
1: all
2: of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the slapsticky stuff in the movie either. I like it more Okay, Yeah. It just doesn't just doesn't when he when he's when he's doing the voice with it. Like, oh. oh, oh. And when he's when he's doing that, I'm just like oh, it's too much. It just doesn't <laughs> No, just uh, you know, but but no, I mean everything apart from that really funny. Okay. Really funny. Um, I got nothing to say
1: about Tequila Sunrise. I don't either because, and I watched it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's not good. Okay. Uh, it's uh, I, I I it's not it's not particularly good, but I like all the actors. Oh in the yeah, movie. yeah, like, yeah I like got, uh, Gibson JT and Walsh. Russell and JT yeah. Walsh. One yeah. of what four movies he was in with Kurt Russell, I think. Well, definitely Breakdown. That's one. And Tequila Sunrise is two two other ones. One kind of obvious one. Yeah. It's it's bothering me. Yeah. Feel free
2: to help. We have 15 movies to talk about. (laughs) Are we really going to do this?
0: this Backdraft and executive (laughs) decision. All right. Um, um, Sorry, Colin. Go on. (laughs)
2: Um, And I said earlier in the show, which was yesterday, um, (laughs) that twins was a big theme for this year, and we have our. A tw- another twin movie mm-hmm. Twins
0: Yeah. I have a brother Oh my goodness like, this is good. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger Born
1: to be bad And Danny DeVito Way to go mom Are twins My name is Julius I'm your twin brother
0: Obviously The moment I sat down I thought I was looking into a mirror
1: Only their mother can tell them apart. Twins.
2: twins. The new comedy from Ivan Reichman.
0: Julius. Why? What, what are, you, are you allergic to something? You all swelled up. You look like you're ready to explode. <laughs> I
1: love it when you hit people. <laughs> Who are you? Vincent's brother. The twins. That's right. Twins. Coming this Christmas.
2: Which is an okay movie. It's all right, uh, but I, I, my favorite piece of trivia of the movie is is the pitch meeting for it. Okay. Ivan Reitman walked into the studios at at Universal stu- at Universal and just said three words: Devito, Schwarzenegger, Twins.
0: Wow, that was it. That That's all the pitch. pitch.
2: That's all whole pitch.
0: Wow. And, and it, on top of that, Dead Ringers was was originally called Twins, right? And they hit the, he had to change it. <laughs> because this movie was coming out. Yep. Don't want to get those mixed up. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Heather Graham plays their mom. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 I think it's a funny movie. It's okay. I think It was Schwarzenegger, very good. Very in good, good in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good in the movie. It just doesn't
2: need to be two hours.
0: It has a terrible... No, it's, it's a stupid plot. It's <laughs> yeah. a stupid plot for what could have been a really sweet movie instead of a kind yeah. of sweet movie. Yeah. Right. The, the stuff with... Where they're actually getting to know each other f- apart from the crime plot and stuff oh, yeah. is really—I mean, the stuff like him like trying to court Kelly Preston and seriously his O face at the end, yeah, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> it's awesome, it's hilarious.
2: Uh, and then one of the big award movies of this year, uh, uh, Mississippi Burning, which
1: you recently covered, right?
2: Uh, yeah, for the Alan Parker podcast. Yeah, um, how's it hold up for you? It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, pretty I, good. I like yeah, it. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: it's good. Um, my, my favorite aspect of it is the relationship between Gene Hackman and Francis McDormand. I think mm-hmm, that's the best stuff. But yeah. Willem Dafoe is really good too. I mean, it's um, again, this is another like Colors. It's a movie that would court criticism today.
0: It got criticism of the time. It too, did. Yeah. It, it conflates a lot of the historical. Record of that and reducing right. it down to two white FBI agents right. solving yeah, racism right. and you know yeah. at the time, right. but I don't think you know I, I think Ebert was closer to explaining that away. But this was his number one film of 1988, right. Rogers, and I think he's right that it's, it's it's about you know some movies are not about the historical record. Sometimes they're about inflecting the mood of the period, and it is, it's a true story to an extent, and it does set a mood. You know, oh, for, for sure. For that period, yeah, and I and I think Hackman is great, yeah, in the
2: yeah. movie, yeah, as usual, yeah. I got nothing to say about my stepmother as an alien. <laughs> Another Edgar
0: movie, man,
2: yeah, man,
0: you had a bad year. No wonder I'm certain this is all playing out for you. Yeah, in- what G- introduction, year? Introduction, to Allison Hannigan, though. Oh, daughter well, that's a plus. That's a movie, and Kim Basinger, she's not bad i mean she but kim basinger didn't get a lot of credit for being a pretty decent comedic actress at times and i think he always thought that she was better at comedy than she was at drama
1: other comedies
0: not blind date well uh, even even blind date i would say that she commits to it we'll just how about if, how about that okay okay
1: yeah I'm trying to think of what else nadine <laughs> oh, no, with Jeff Bridges is that, yeah.
0: that for eighty. No, oh, that was that's 86, eighty six. Oh, maybe
2: it was eighty seven. I it's don't one know. Of the, we covered it. Oh, yeah. okay, we did. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Uh, and then another big award movie, uh, Rain Man. Never heard of it. Right. <laughs> the
0: okay, biggest. Let's film move on of nineteen eighty
2: eight. I believe Man. it because we had it in our theater and it never went away. It, so we, yeah, we pretty much had it up until it came out in video. Film in the year. <laughs> yeah, and the big Best Picture winner, which
0: know um, yeah. actor and director as well. Right, right. Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: And screen screenplay. Play, I want to say Rain maybe Man win screenplay. Original screenplay. Let me, let me. I have it right here. Let's yeah. see. Um, yes, screen it did win screenplay. It did win screenplay against Woo, Big forwards. Bull Durham, Fish Called Wanda, and Running on Empty.
0: That's a mistake.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good movie, though.
0: I do too. I like it. Uh, yeah. I agree.
2: Um, and not just ma- more so because of Tom Cruise. Really, he's really good in it. I mean, this is a really this is kind of the turning point for him. Yeah, uh, most especially after Cocktail. Wow. Yeah, no, um, I just I think he's excellent in this movie. Yeah, because if it you, we have to believe his arc, like that's the whole sure you know Dustin Hoffman just has to be that char- that the Dustin Hoffman character mm-hmm. there's not really much of an arc there for him to have but it's Tom Cruise's story and um, it's 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 a great performance Yeah. Uh, both of them are but
0: yeah when you have to get to those that sort of an emotional climax where you have to believe that he really does care for this for his brother yeah. at that point Cruise is really strong oh, yeah, in yeah. those scenes and yeah. I mean is the movie making fun of autism by doing jokes and things like that? Well, you know, it's not A Fish Called Wanda, so I don't know how this movie plays now either. We
2: got another movie after this that we'll... Uh. Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I... <laughs> I'm just yeah, no, I, th- I, I think people... Because it's, it, it's one of those movies, when you consider like Mississippi Burning and these other movies that were nominated this year for Best Picture, it's... Academy was in that we're going to nominate the softer, more friendly right, picture right. over the harder edge stuff, and I think that's why yeah, the movie gets criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Levinson since Rain Man, how good Bandits? How good has that been? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah, so I'm just saying. Yeah, okay.
2: Um, but then the one I was referring to is Dirty Rotten <laughs> Scoundrels, which has oh, that so brilliance. Segment in the film, uh, Steve Martin and Michael Caine are a pair of con artists, and they're you know conning women out of their money, rich women out of their money, um, and that whole sequence of Steve Martin as root pricked the mm-hmm. monkey boy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about making fun of people with disabilities yeah. or whatever the heck this disability
0: is? <laughs> <laughs> Not mother. <laughs> oh my
2: god! <laughs> it is still just side splittingly hilarious. Uh, yeah. Today,
1: um, like Hattie really funny, really really good in this. I mean, the Chicago Film yeah. Critics Association gave her most promising actress that year.
0: Did we really? Yeah, uh, we weren't it's in good the choice. CFCA at that time. Yeah, uh, we were too young, right? That's but true. and not professionally yeah. <laughs> critics yet. But uh, well on our way. Yeah, but no, it's it's a, it's a it's a really funny movie. Yeah. Good, yeah,
1: yeah, very much so. And I think Frank Oz does good with, like, the con man.
0: Like, I like House Sitter, you know? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I th- I think Frank Oz is another one of those up- directors up to a point. I think most mostly good yeah. up to a point. Yeah. And then it kind of... Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. But... <laughs> He'll enjoy Oklahoma's wide open spaces. He loves to run and run and run. Um, I'm, I'm going to get, get you, Sucka. you Sucka,
1: mm-hmm. The first Wayans mm-hmm. parody
0: film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arguably their best, probably probably, probably their yeah. best. Yeah, uh, didn't
1: have time to rewatch it, but uh, it's
0: still I, funny. Yeah, it's I, still I would, funny. I, would think um, so. I don't, you know, I think Black Dynamite is a little more on point. Oh, I
1: love, I love Black Dynamite.
0: Yeah, um, I'm gonna get you suck as a little more broad. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah but, that's what I remember. Know, yeah, bringing you know some of the you know the, obviously you got Jim Brown and you know some. Um, um, Isaac Hayes yeah. and whatnot are mm-hmm. in the movie. Bernie Casey. Uh, it, it's a fun movie to watch. They they, they really do uh, get you know get what those movies were about and the absurdity of, of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it yeah it's it it still works today. It does. For some
1: reason I just remember how much for one rib. Well oh, that's yeah. <laughs> the Chris for, that's- the Chris
0: Rock scene is probably. Yeah. yeah, even though that's the one scene that has nothing to do know, with yeah. you know what they're parodying and whatnot, but it's just it's such a great little bit. Yeah. got change for hundred. <laughs> um, fuck the
1: cup, part my hand for a dime.
0: <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we don't see that a lot with the Wayans. Right. Uh, it's that in colors. That's just, what, a, what a year for the Wayans. Right.
2: Uh, the opposite of funny is Pelly the Conqueror. Just take my word on that. It is two and a half hours of sheer misery. Uh, oh, man. But really, but good. It's a good yeah. movie. It's a good oh, movie. Okay, uh, Max okay, von Sydow okay. was nominated. The film was nominated for okay. foreign film. Um, oh, very good, but us. but boy, is it a bummer. Uh, <laughs> so we can move on for that.
0: Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> um did you guys do you guys like working girl
0: <sighs> not as it's much okay. as some of the people at the time it's yes yeah, it was it's uh, fine i mean i don't like a movie that again you talk about like women's movement and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah it seems very on message you know on what point. i mean yeah on it's point. just it's yeah, like it's yeah. so obvious of what it's going for but it has good performances Harrison Uh, uh, Ford's really really funny in the movie Uh, Sigourney Waver plays the bitchy boss from hell also nominated two dual nominations that year Uh, Melanie Griffith coming off of Something Wild that was her first movie Uh, and she's good in in the film Alec Mm -hmm. Baldwin also playing another douchebag in, in this uh you know, won won the Oscar for original song. Right. Charlie Simons, "Let the River Run."
2: Yeah, it's Mike Nichols' second film that year after Bloxy Blues. Oh, and that's I th- right. I wow. Think I like Bloxy
0: yeah. Blues more. Mm.
2: I really, I, I really like Working Girl. Okay, um, yeah. it's, it's it's because I mean, yeah, it is on point, it is on message, but 1988 is like. They kind of needed this movie. This movie kind of needed to be there. Yes, um,
0: it's a movie of its time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, it, it doesn't uh, movie this time too. I mean, it's sure it doesn't go away.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, there's some things about it that are kind of dated. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's in it in the early scene. is yes. a douchebag in this Real movie. Douchebag. Yeah, uh, Ricky Lake has a small, tiny little cameo.
0: John Cusack was nominated,
2: right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, and who's still very funny in this movie. Um, but I, what I like about this movie is that it has this storyline that is sort of based in farce, you know, where she's assuming the role of this
0: high-ranking uh, corporate... The secret it, of my success.
2: It basically, yeah. And, and But it never succumbs to farce it never succumbs to like stupid misunderstandings yeah, yeah, and right. and fake you know trying to come up with a fake name right you know, off the top of her head yeah, Mike and,
1: Nichols grounds it
2: yeah it's know. very very grounded Um, which is what I appreciate about it so I mean it 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 would you know I think for its time yeah maybe a little overrated but I still think it, it's solid
0: it should have been nominated for best yeah. picture but that's, no, I mean, no. that was one of those like, like really
2: yeah no no there's there's definitely because uh, of the hair
0: it's good hair in that yeah. movie. Great, There's great yeah. hair. a lot of big hair yeah. in yeah. that film.
2: Uh, and then you have Beaches. You guys I still it?
0: haven't seen it. i one. got nothing to say no. about Beaches. <laughs> I, 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 just, that's, that's I, I just have this feeling I wouldn't like it. Anymore. Yeah, it beneath my wings and Barbara Murphy yeah. dies. <laughs> 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 you
1: know.
2: uh, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not Gary Marshall's worst film. Oh, God, he's, no. He's made far worse oh, films Oh, God, like no. I would think so. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, like, I think John Hurt is good. In the all stone. the holiday
0: movies he made are worse than yeah. Beaches. Valentine's oh, yeah. Day, Mother's Day, New Year's Eve—they're all way. worse. No, no way. way.
2: Um, but I mean, there's there's some stuff in this movie that I think works, um, and it's but it's basically a vanity project for Bette Midler. I mean, she does so many musical numbers in this scene. Yeah. and she's basically playing a, a version of herself. I think uh, just kind of egotistical singer introduced um, us
1: to the future n- neuroscientist that is. Mymbialic.
0: Yeah, and the world's not better for it. I don't think.
1: (sighs) I kind of like Blossom. I don't know what's really. Yeah, you went Blossom,
0: not Big Bang Theory. You went Blossom. I kind of like Blossom. Okay. I
1: probably wouldn't like it now, but maybe when I was younger. When I was younger, the movie that literally,
0: the show that literally invented the joke, this very special (sighs) episode of. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Gave us Joey Lawrence. Whoa.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Where do you guys
2: stand on dangerous liaisons?
0: I, I, I don't. Okay. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm i indifferent to it, surprisingly. <laughs> I like it a lot. Do you? Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. You. <laughs> you. All yours, then. <laughs> I, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't take it. cruel intentions over Dangerously as on no, because I don't like but that tra- one either. No. It's trashier, and I don't know. Well, well it is trashier. But I, I, like, I like the fact...
2: That this is trashy and it's a costume drama trashy. That it's prestigious. It's prestigious, big studio Hollywood trashy. With
0: Keanu Reeves. It's Keanu Reeves, but you know what?
2: But it's not. It's a better performance than in in permanent I will, record I will give you that. Yes it is. Wow. Um I mean cuz first of all it's a smaller performance. Yes. It's okay. it's a mi- more minor role he's playing kind of a naive dolt in this movie. So I think the casting is a stretch. Yeah, not much of a stretch and I don't think it's the worst performance he's ever given. Maybe maybe miscast, but um you know maybe they could they probably could have found somebody with somebody better. But I enjoy I'm,
1: really worried, I, w- I'm I re- really worried when we get to Hellraiser 2 and I re- River Phoenix's performance as a Cenobite. <laughs> I have a feeling it's just going to get trashed. Anyway, anyway,
2: continue. Well, now that you threw that little <laughs> wrench into I'm the I'm thoroughly confused. Right I'm now. totally, yeah, just totally okay. broke my train of thought now. Mm. Where am I? Sorry. Uh, uh, I love, love Glenn Close's performance. He's just nasty. Everybody in this movie is just nasty, and I like that. Because at the time, all these kind of prestigious costume dramas where everybody's wearing a corset and everybody's getting their hair coiffed and everything, um, you know, everybody's being prim and proper. But these people are just evil and it's kind of and it's fun to watch. I love Malkovich, uh, you know, he's got a lot of charm um, and just I, I enjoy this movie. And uh, Stephen Freer's kind of his breakout film or no, Break Up Your Ears he did before mm-hmm. this, uh, got a great score. I love the atmosphere, love the sets, love everything. I, I, I'm a big fan of Dangerous Liaisons.
0: Hmm. Eh. Maybe I'll need to watch it again. Eh. Mm. Rachel Green's favorite movie from Friends. Uh-huh. Or so she says. <laughs> you know what her real favorite movie is? Weekend at Bernie's. What was between, Friends trivia. What
1: was, be- what was between <laughs> this and uh, Cruel Intentions? There was one more. Uh, Valmont. Valmont. Oh. Yeah. Which is that also
2: Benny. good. Yeah, I like yeah. that and one. And Colin yeah. Firth, isn't yep. it?
0: Colin
1: mm-hmm. Firth. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Uh, a Bulk.
0: Yep. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. First of all, we'll played talk- the Uma Thurman character. Yes, Yeah.
2: and we'll talk about that next year. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. Well, something to look forward to. Yep. Uh, also for Warner Brothers, the, another big awards push for that year, The Accidental Tourist, uh, which was a movie I liked a lot more back then. Hmm. I still like it okay now, yeah. but I think when it's trying to uh, sell me on the quirkiness of this family... Uh, It's either not quirky enough or it's not explored enough, maybe both. Um, And it's just a little too precious for me. And and Gina Davis' character is just a little too. Manic Pixie. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I think I I accepted that and worshipped that more back in the day when, you know, in high school. And I had no luck with women. And I'd love to meet a woman like this who, you know, come into my life and turn it around. Um,
1: And, And help your puppy. Yes,
2: yes. So, like, all that stuff... Is that euphemism? Help (laughs) movie. Excuse me. Um, But uh, today when I watched it, um, the first half doesn't work as well for me, but I think there's a point in the movie where it turns a corner, and I really like it a lot more, and that's when William Hurt comes to her house and just basically tells her why he is the way he is. And I I think it's a really beautiful scene. scene. That's a really good Um, scene. Um, And that kind of, like, sells me more... It, it helps sell their relationship a little bit more yeah. Um, because I, I just kind of think because for the first half I'm like, why is she attracted to him? Like,
0: He's William Hurt. William, William but it's, Hurt but was, it's
2: William Hurt being not really exuding much of a personality in that first half of the film. Not saying much, not doing yeah. much, but she's drawn to him. Yeah. And I don't really buy it, but I bought the relationship a little bit more as it went on.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, as uh, Especially when they bring the kid in okay I think that that turns things around for me
0: I like the movie more now than I did back then because okay. I'm older mm-hmm. and i I like that it's a movie made for adults that there, yeah. there's there's something yeah. to it that uh the i mean the manic pixie stuff seems like it's you know made you know made for a certain age and whatnot, but I think that uh, a movie you know movies that explore. Grief. grief, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, with I'm you on that. certainly drawn to, yeah, and uh, and and, and I, I mean, this is the you know William Hurt between eighty six and eighty eight was having a really good time, mm-hmm. you know, it was this and broadcast news and Children of Lesser God and Kiss of Spider Woman go back to eighty five oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. that was a pretty good run. For this guy, and uh, and this is the one movie he didn't get nominated for. Correct. Yeah, he got nominated the three previous years, and then didn't get nominated for this. And then Gina Davis won supporting actress right for this. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just like the movie that it's it, it feels like a movie made for someone who's gotten older. You yeah. know, just there's there's something there's something to that that I really respect and yeah it's, it's all white people <laughs> it's, it's one of those it's just like you know it's it's you know but I, I, I reject the idea that it's white people problems because grief trends oh, sure. trans- yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. so I don't I will not accept that kind of argument that it's you know white people got problem with this dog and got problem you know kid dying and stuff like yeah. that I mean I don't I, I will reject that argument um, but it's you know I, I don't know if it's the it doesn't make my top 20 list but I think it's a good film
1: yeah I'm not passionate about it. I mean, I feel like that about most Lawrence Kasdan films. Like, I've always been I, I shrug them off. I don't really get wrapped up in the stories mm-hmm. uh, and I don't I mean, this one at least, yeah. I mean, obviously as I've gotten older and experienced loss, it resonates a lot more as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. So I I I get where you're coming from with that 100%. Um, but again, like I just never feel passionate about about his work. You know, Grand Canyon and uh He I
0: mean you could easily yeah, write him off as pretentious Mumford. that he gets the, yeah. mump, forget Mumford. but like <laughs> I'll I i have not seen Grand Canyon in a while, I'm interested to see if that yeah, holds I, up I might go back to Because that's that a movie, sometime. that's a very speechy yeah. movie. Uh but I think Accidental Tourist also makes I think interesting companion piece with Up in the Air. Two sure. guys two guys mm. tra- travel travel logs and whatnot yeah, yeah. and guys who have withdrawn from the, the norms of uh, society for one reason or n- another, relationships—the relationship aspect of it. So I think the two of them, uh, when I was watching this, I couldn't help but think of Up in the Air and Clooney's character. And, yeah. So
2: it's also another movie from 1988 that makes me hu- made me hungry for Burger King. Next remember, they're, first. remember they're they're yeah. in Paris together and finally he takes her out to, uh, Gina Davis <laughs> out to dinner takes yeah. her to Oh, Burger that's King. right. They mm-hmm. cut
1: to the burgers and he's peeling off the yeah. all the excess pickles mm-hmm. and
2: she's taking
0: them. A right.
1: movie that yeah. won't make you hungry for anything is Hellraiser 2. Go for it. Talk about it. I don't, I got I don't to say. I'm not that passionate about it or okay. anything.
0: I like it more than the first one. The vision is renewed. Power is reawakened. The fear is reborn. Because they have returned. Ah! Time to play. Hellbound Hellraiser Two or Cenobites. Yeah, more centibites, more <laughs> uh, special effects, more, yeah. like, hey, they actually take you into hell. Right. And right. that is inherently more interesting than one guy trying to get his flesh back in a house. Which I, I never liked the first Hellraiser. I don't like any Hellraiser since. And I'm not saying yeah. I necessarily I, enjoy I this really movie. I really don't think
1: but the I, majority of Clyde Barker's... Writing has translated to film successfully at all?
0: Not great. There's some M- stuff in Midnight Lord of Illusions. There's some stuff in Meet the Me Train I enjoy. There's some stuff in Lord of Illusions I enjoy, uh, but I never liked Hellraiser in that series, mm-hmm. and I always thought Night it was Breed. mostly pretty stupid. I kind of like Nightbreed. I haven't seen the director's cut, but yeah, yeah okay. it's not mm-hmm. very good. Okay,
1: but that's okay. All I, right. Yeah, I like Hellraiser Two is okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have.
2: We're coming. We're at the very end now with our last film. That's it's appropriate. Appro- very appropriate. <laughs> we're talking
1: into microphones to
2: talk. Yes, about. we actually
0: look like the set. <laughs> <Yeah, I> there <think> has <laughs> been
2: a camera spinning around us this whole right, time, yeah. and I don't know why. I'm but. gonna
0: bug my eyes out at the. Yes, you know, Bogosian <laughs> does a lot of this in the movie. Yes, we're talking I'm about
1: screaming, go away, in my microphone when I'm podcasting. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, we're talking about Oliver Stone's talk radio, or should I say Eric Bogosian's talk radio? Because it's really his piece uh, based on his one man. I don't know if it was a one man show. It probably, I think was. it was a one
0: man show. Okay, go yeah.
1: away.
2: Bunch of yellow-bellied, spineless, bigoted, quivering, drunken, insomniatic, paranoid, disgusting, perverted, voyeuristic little obscene phone callers. That's what you are.
0: Well, to hell with you. I don't need your fear and your stupidity. You don't get it.
2: But it definitely is based on a theater piece, and you can tell that it is.
0: Yeah, I think voices were recorded for the uh, callers. Okay, but yeah. it was basically it was just him on stage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I still enjoy this movie. I do. I do too. Very much so.
1: I do too. Yeah. I think Bogosian sells it. I, I mean, yeah, it's m- very monologue-y Oh yeah, very preachy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like another Alec Baldwin film. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, he yeah, had a stellar geez. year as uh as a support in a supporting actor role. Yeah, I like. I, I
1: like the relationship he has with uh, Ellen Green. Ellen Green. Yep. Yeah. Real I, I,
0: tough relationship. For yeah. sure. Of them have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah good, no, i mean good i mean, john c mcginley mm-hmm. and uh john pankow and um leslie hope is the girlfriend uh i've i this movie when i first saw it really knocked me out like i i, I didn't know what to expect from it and i just i uh just had a r- real kind of you know like uh rage like reaction to the movie, which I think is what it's trying to to get across, sure. and you know, by the end, you know, you just telling people shut up and go away, like you said, yeah. and he uh, <laughs> pays the price for it. Um, yeah, and I just I not I don't I, I, mean, I can't say if I never saw anything quite like that at the time, but it was just I was transfixed yeah. watching everything Bogosian does in the movie, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it still holds up.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to watch today, especially because we have this sort of toxic culture that's permeates every facet of our lives, particularly Facebook, Twitter, in you know, podcasts comments, podcasts, <laughs> comment sections, and like a lot of people sound like a lot of the people that he has to deal with in that mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and it's but now it's just amplified. So like it's no longer the last neighborhood in town, which is what the poster says. Yeah. Uh now it's like that was like the introduction to what the neighborhood is like right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's like the final moment of the movie where you just hear the voices over the yeah. cityscape yeah. and whatnot. That sounds yeah. like the future being put yes. out in front of us.
1: Yeah. It's so silly that I just never really picked up on the correlation between this and pump up the volume. Till now, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it even ends with that. Pump up the volume ends yeah. with over the credits, all the teenagers' voices right. out
0: into the air. And the set, if, if I remember the story right, the set that's designed in the movie version was actually designed on the design at the time of WGN Radio. The, the in, oh yeah, inside oh. the studios there. So if you watch talk radio, that's was inspired by the, the WGN mm-hmm. Radio. I thought, I thought that was Straight time. Talk, but
1: no, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> wow.
0: Hey, we have to cover it. So. <laughs> is that 1990 or you, 92? 92. Or you're like right. Yeah. You're right.
1: Um yeah, a few years. Your talk radio is good. Really yeah. good. Still yeah. holds up. And, and it's
2: and it's beautifully like beautifully shot too. Like a movie that's just a guy sitting at a microphone talking, kinda like Swimming in Cambodia, they they made it really cinematic. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Like, oh like, oh yeah. god. Yeah. There's a lot of good pans and photography pans. is amazing. And yeah. you remember who was the uh the bad guy at the end of the movie, the actor's name? It's a say- <laughs> Do you remember the <laughs>
2: No, but I, I I seen him pop up in like other movies that I watched from this era, including Big. He's a, He's a hotel he's, owner. And he's in Big, sh-
0: and he's also in Shakedown as a right, hotel. Right. That's
2: owner. where I also saw him.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Who is this guy? His name is Rocket's Red Glare. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah he's, wow. he's dead now, but huh. his name is Rocket's Red Glare.
1: <clears throat> Holy cow! He's a
0: very scary looking dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, guys, we've come was, to
2: the end. That was 1988. Yeah. Uh, one fun fact of trivia from this year: uh, Pixar won their first Academy Award short with uh, Tin Woo! Toy. Yep, mm-hmm. animated short with Tin Toy. Okay. So wow. that, was, that was the start of something special there. This yeah, was.
1: Yeah, uh, I enjoyed this immensely. We have to go through our list of favorites. Um, oh, right. Let's go. Th- let's do our top twenty. Colin. Yeah. Why don't you reveal your list of the t- of your 20 favorite movies
2: from 1988 Alright, number 20, The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 The Metal Years Number 19, Funny Farm Number 18, The Chocolate War Number 17, Lady in White Number 16, Beetlejuice Number 15, They Live Number 14, Dangerous Liaisons Number 13, The Land Before Time Number 12, Big Number 11, Bull Durham Number 10, The Thin Blue Line Number nine, A Fish Called Wanda. Number eight, Hairspray. Number seven, Five Corners. Number six, Dead Ringers. Number five, Midnight Run. Number four, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Number three, Die Hard. Number two, The Last Temptation of Christ. And number one, Wings of Desire.
0: Okay. (laughs) Your turn, Eric. Okay. Uh, My number 20 is Clean and Sober. Uh, 19, Lady in White. 18, Funny Farm. Uh, 17 Rain Man, 16 Eight Men Out, 15 Talk Radio, 14 DOA, 13 Dead Ringers, 12 Beetlejuice, 11 The Thin Blue Line, 10 A Cry in the Dark, 9 The Land Before Time, 8 They Live, 7 Bull Durham, 6 Midnight Run, 5 A Fish Called Wanda, Four, the Naked Gun; three, The Last Temptation of Christ; two, Die Hard; and number one, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Excellent. So instead of The Vanishing, <laughs> let's go with The
1: Naked Gun at number there twenty. You go. <laughs> Very different. Uh, Nineteen is The Chocolate War. Number eighteen is Talk Radio. Number seventeen is Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Number sixteen is Hairspray. Number fifteen is Bull Durham. 14 is Mississippi Burning 13 is The Year My Voice Broke 12 is A Fish Called Wanda 11 is They Live 10 is Permanent Record Yes, it's my top 10 Number 9 is The Last Temptation of Christ Number 8 is Midnight Run 7, Baghdad Cafe 6, Thin Blue Line 5, Who Framed Roger Rabbit 4, Running on Empty 3, Die Hard 2, Wings of Desire And number 1
0: Dead ringers. Okay. We did it.
1: We did it. <laughs> Yay. Let's see where we're at. Uh, four hours and twenty minutes, which is probably practically oops. an Oscar it's Around the same yeah, <laughs> the right. Same as
2: last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Not roughly. Close. Yeah.
1: Thank you once again, guys, Thank for you. Was fun. reliving the movie year that yes. was nineteen eighty eight. Let's right. start
0: in eighty nine right now. Let's go. Oh, okay. Go. Let's
1: just yeah, let's just keep going. Um, it's always a great time, lots of great memories. Very appreciative of uh, you joining me. Thank Plugs. you. Thank you. Um, so, where can people catch more of you in the digital sphere, Colin?
2: Uh, well, they can read me on
1: rogerebert.com.
2: I write about short films for rogerebert.com. Uh, they can find me on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, and uh, WGN Radio with my friend Eric here. We review the movies every Monday morning at 2 a.m. Uh, so,
0: yeah.
1: Eric, are you going to South by Southwest?
0: I am going to South by Southwest hmm. if you want to do something for that.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh,
0: yes, I will be going to South by Southwest and uh, as Colin mentioned, WGN Radio, you can hear us there. All of our, uh, the pod, I link them all at eFilmCritic.com so you can go there. Uh, also my appearances on uh, Business First AM, all my, uh, can be found at eFilmCritic and as well the Movie Madness podcast available on the Now Play Network uh, is available. Uh, Black Panther coming very soon and uh, and then if you live in Chicago, uh, look forward to the next edition of the Chicago Critics Film Festival happening May 4th to the 10th at the Music wow. Box. Our first preview will be uh, available about March 1st is what we're aiming for. So
1: I've been debating what that. to do uh, on May 4th which is when I turn 40. That, so uh,
0: maybe I should come out. If we get maybe. what we want, I think yeah. you'll want to come out. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling that. that would be true. Yes. Because it usually is. I'm mainly at Letterbox as, as now playing Jim. Sometimes on Twitter at now playing Jim, and I occasionally do podcasts, interviews, and reviews over at VoicesVisions.net. Happy President's Day to all, and stay tuned. To all a good night. Yes, <laughs> and stay tuned for more content from Brad and Al, of course, at DirectorsClubPodcast.com, and please visit NowPlayingNetwork.net. Thanks again guys. Thank you. See Thank you, you see you in a year. All yeah. Right.